everyone, and welcome to the 28th episode of Slime Time SideQuest, an official Dragon's Den podcast. This is Platy M3. And this is Yangus the Legendary Bandit. Hey, 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 Yangus, you get that package I sent you last week? Yes, I did. Cool. I hope all you like that stuff. Ah, I hope you like all that stuff I sent you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, you like all the stuff you did. Mm. Yes. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. So, good stuff? <laughs> yeah. Um, absolutely. I hope you like the stuff that I sent your way, too. My belly sure did. My wife says thank you very much, too. She probably ate half of it. I wouldn't let her eat anything until I had one of the one of them. <laughs> but, you know, I, I put a bunch of stuff in that box, but I almost sent you something else. But then you said you already had it. Oh, you did? What was that again? Eh, just something I pulled up from the abyss. The abyss? Yeah, see, there's a... Uh, oh, a hole in the bottom of the sea? Yes, there is. Wait, no, there's not. There's no hole in the bottom of the sea. Dude... The abyss I'm talking about is... Oh, you must be talking about Made in Abyss. Oh, man, that story gets pretty dark and downright depressing. I mean, one of the guys that's introduced in the fifth layer of that of that labyrinth that the, kid, that the kid's got to go through. Oh, boy, that gets real dark. Um, okay. Yeah, but no, no, no. Yeah, I guess I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I got some tales about something. Tales? Oh, right, yeah. yeah we have Blue Star on tonight, so it uh, makes sense we would uh, talk about that series then. You know, I blame her for Tales of Arise beating out Shin Megami Tensei Five as the RPG winner at the Game Awards. Yeah, Game Awards. Those awards don't mean anything, Genghis. Besides, we're getting, like, totally off topic here. I mean, how's that any different than usual? Touche. Fair point. Now, see, Yangus, what I was going for, I was trying to say that Tales of the Abyss is on the horizon for us. Oh, right. Tales of the Abyss. Oh, of course. Uh, you know, it's weird you want to go with an action RPG for a racing game this year. Eh, well, you know me. Just full of surprises. And actually, tonight, all three games I'm going to talk about are action RPGs. Big oh, surprise. <laughs> We've ripped the Band-Aid off for Platy here. <laughs> yeah, just full of it. Well... Uh, you definitely are full of surprises and full of experience points. I mean, all metal slimes are. Uh, hey, keep away, man. Let's not start off the new year with uh, an axe-ecution, shall we now, Mr. Bandit? Okay, okay. I've been working on my club skills anyway, so you're safe. Ah, uh, I could see you being a club kind of guy. You know, jamming out, enjoying a few drinks, company of some lovely ladies. Not that kind of club, you knucklehead. Oof. Why, I oughta... Get the episode started? Yes, we should. What are we talking about tonight, Platty? Yeah, okay. All right. Oh, all right. Yeah, the episode. <clears throat> so, tonight, we're going to be talking about some upcoming games being released in 2022 that we're all excited for. Joining us tonight live, lively recording, that is, uh, we got Blue Star. Hello! And hey. yes, Yangus, I am very happy that Tales of the Rise <laughs> beat out Shin Megami Tensei Five for RPG of the Year. Boo! <laughs> You would Boo, be. Traitor. <laughs> you would be. <laughs> Booerns, I say. Booerns. Well, if we're booing and hear another voice in there, you're hearing Boorian. Sup. Hey. And we got Pendy here tonight, too. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm here, too, I guess. <laughs> and we also got Pendy. Hello. T Tales of Pending. <laughs> Tales, of, <laughs> Tales of Pending. <laughs> uh, Tales of the Pending Pendy. <laughs> We're also going to have our remote uh, person chiming in. We got Matt Kraft. Uh, he sent me some audio. He recorded his upcoming game that he wants to talk about. Um, couldn't be with us tonight. He's got to work tonight. So uh, he did a little thing. We'll insert that somewhere when you hear him. Uh, that's where it is. But we uh, have like a little bell that chimes when he when like his you, when you insert his uh, 
recorded part. Just like a little ding ding. There he ding, is. Ding. <laughs> we need to have a Matt Craft like theme song. Ah, <laughs> uh, but you know what? We're gonna start right away. We're gonna we're gonna go right with what's in our document here. You know, just like our opening script. We're gonna read word for word. Um, but. Blue Star, we're going to start with you. Since uh, last year you picked the game of the year, you know, in January as one of the ones that you were going to look forward to. Congratulations. Um, uh, I Not to toot my own <laughs> horn or anything, but I picked the game of the year and the RPG of the year. Oh, so <laughs> gun. Double whammy. <laughs> Which uh, yeah. I was totally not expecting to happen, but it definitely is kind of funny to look back on the 2021 episode and... Uh, notice all of that. Um, this this yeah. should be interesting if these uh, any of these games really pop up. We we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you go with your first one because I'm looking forward to this. My son's already got it circled. As we were laying in bed tonight, we asked uh, our digital assistant. I don't want to say her name too loud, um, or she will answer me in this room as well. But we asked her when the last Friday of the month is because I couldn't remember when this was coming out. But uh, what's that first game you want to talk about? Yeah, so the first game that I have on my list list is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Arceus? Arceus? I think it's Arceus. Uh, that's all I ever hear is people arguing over how to actually say the name. Arceus. <laughs> Arceus. My kids always um, say Arceus. I assume they saw it on the anime. I have no idea. Oh, you just have to. You just have to wait for the Pokemon to talk. It'll say its name, and then you know. But I'll, well, I'll just, say, <laughs> just just imagine just like, like Arceus like just walks on the screen, Pokemon has like a real talk, deep voice. But... Yes, all the legendaries do, and all the movies, all of them, they're all like psychic at some point, and yeah, they either like they, say, they can like somehow project their thoughts, or when they do make a noise, it's just them going like. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> That's how you pronounce it. That's how you pronounce it. That, they, yeah. <laughs> Arceus! <laughs> just walks on funny. screen. But, yeah, it's like a running gag, I think, with the uh, with the um, movies where it's like, oh, yeah, all these legendary Pokemon, they can all use psychic abilities to communicate with everybody. <laughs> And that's it. <laughs> now, not everybody can be Mr. Mime. Or Meowth and just talk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Blue Star. Go ahead. Tell us about Arceus. <laughs> what, are you, what, what are you excited about? Honestly, it's such a different sort of direction for the Pokemon series. I mean, it's, it's a much more open world exploration type of game. And a lot of everything, you know, it just, it just sort of reimagines how you interact with wild Pokemon and all of that. Um, from recent gameplay trailers that have come out, it does seem to be less of a turn-based battle system. It seems more... Uh, I've, I've heard it attributed as sort of like Monster Hunter-style type things. Um, but, you know, you've, I've definitely seen people, like, dodge out of the way of a Drapion attack or, like, sneak up behind a Buizel or all of all of these things. And you still are catching Pokemon and you still have your own Pokemon to help you do things. Like you can have a Snorlax, Snorlax shake things out of a tree and things like that. Um, but it's definitely a lot more open and a lot more exploration based, which I am really excited about. Um, I do feel like, you know, compared to some of the other games we've seen recently, like Breath of the Wild specifically, because I feel like that was kind of the sort of, atmosphere they were going to it seems like there's a lot of empty space in the world from what we've seen and i, I i'm not a hundred percent sold on how everything looks 
but the idea of actually exploring with Pokemon and like hiding in bushes and things like that, that sounds like such a cool experience. So I am excited to see where it goes. Um, and yeah. Well, I can say after Brilliant Diamond, or if I played Shining Pearl, after that, I I don't want to go back to <laughs> uh, early 2000s Pokemon. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this too. Like I said, my son and I were counting down. I think uh, as of our recording today, he was laying in bed. He's like, Daddy, I think it's like 15 days away. Wait, 17, something like that. Like, 17, because it comes out that, on January 28th. Ah, there you go. And yes, so uh, he, he was right laying in bed tonight. Told him we had two more Fridays to wait, and we'll be swinging into Walmart 4 p.m. Friday. Pick it up for $49.99. Uh, that is what I love going to Walmart for, getting that um, discount on uh video games yep uh, uh i had somebody telling me the pokemon store online was giving um free shipping and an arceus plushie away if you ordered it through them hmm. and i went online saw it i was like oh cool and then it like had a picture of the switch box and arceus like side by side i'm like wait a minute is the arceus plushie like three inches tall <laughs> <laughs> knowing oh. a game freak or po- the pokemon and- company probably <laughs> Yes, as a matter of fact, um, yeah, my co-host on RPG Backtrack sent me a picture of all the ones she's got from the last, like, five or six games, and yeah, they're all, like, sitting under her computer monitor. I was like, no, my kids have, like, stuffed animals that will swallow that one, so, no, it's not worth the extra $10. (laughs) But, no, the the game, I I still have no freaking clue what you do in the game, um, I've even started listening to the Super Effective podcast, um, a Pokemon podcast, and I listened to their last episode, and they were joking about the trailer that just got dropped this weekend. And they're like, yep, still not 100% sure what you're doing. You know, there's boss battles, apparently. Um, They were focusing in on, like, they saw a star on a card, and there was, like, 10 spots for stars. So, like, maybe there's 10 boss battles throughout it, like, as you go around, but... Yeah, I've heard other people say, you know, like you said, it's just a lot of open area. It'll be a lot of filling up a Pokédex, but, you know, you can see everybody in the wild. It's the open world Pokémon game that everybody's been wanting. Hope you like endless open areas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing you need to collect them all in this game. I I just have a hunch. Well, I think the actual goal is, like, complete the Pokédex, which might be a little bit different than defeat the the Elite Four. I know. I But you know what? You don't that net that's never like the roll credits part. The roll credits part is always defeating the, you know, elite four and the champion. Sure. I'll we'll see that. if this is I mean, <laughs> we'll see if that's actually the uh, I can't see them actually making that the roll credits like, hey, guess what? You know, you found all 278 of them or whatever they're going to put in there as the base. There's oh, a game. there's a lot. There's a lot now. I mean, they're 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 broaching a thousand. And the last Pokemon game I played was. Heart gold when it came out. Yeah, no, they're they're in the nine hundreds, definitely. <laughs> and you got the new uh, regional ones. Blue Star, do you know how to pronounce the new area? Uh, that's exactly it? how it's pronounced. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually think the uh, who's Sweden or whatever. That yeah, I don't know either. I it begins with an H. It's got something in there like that. I thought I thought so. So the regional variants are Hisuian. Mm-hmm. Oh well, it's the Sinnoh region, isn't it? Because it's it ancient, is. Yep. Ancient Sinnoh. Ancient Sinnoh. There's going to be crafting. I know there's crafting because you got to make your own Pokeballs. Oh boy, crafting. I didn't see that part. Oh yeah. What every video game needs crafting. Yep. Is there a survival aspect to it? Oh boy, survival. <laughs> 
You're only I mean, going to get actually, knocked out. I actually think there is a survival aspect to it. So Well, there's like stealth. I know that because like you were saying, you're hiding in the bushes. You're sneaking up on them. Yeah. You know, if you want an open world RPG that doesn't have crafting and things like that in it, you should look into Shin Megami Tensei Five. Oh <laughs> uh, boy, I'm gonna cut that one out. That'll get cut out without the crafting and everything. Just the read them now, like I accidentally did stuff. before. But I love crafting. <laughs> me too. Give, give me some stuff I gotta like craft on the way, and I'm give good. me endless things to make lists of to go foraging for materials. Mm. I could do that for hours. I, I, I was gonna I say think, it's the point of the grind. It gives it gives some reason. I, I think my real world minimalistic tendencies like kind of fade over video games because when it becomes massive inventory management, I'm all of a sudden like, I just wanna get rid of everything and not do this. <laughs> you just throw it in your bag. There's always room in your bag. There's always room in your bag. <laughs> you can even rename your bag if you want to. Yep. Oh, I man. usually name mine bagel. Always hey, rename I, mine surely. I can't name what I named my bag in Dragon Quest 4 and 5 and stuff. Yeah, we can. This is where we have the explicit tag. I always put your ass. So the guy's like, there's always room in your ass. That's funny. I've always called it Shirley. Wait, and I wait, wait. Flatty. Flatty. Yes. If you named your bag your ass, oh, it would say okay. there's always room in your your, your ass. Your ass. Yep. Yeah, your your ass. He's talking about your your ass. <laughs> yours and yours. <laughs> You know, I got it mixed up. It was um, one of the Pokemon games that I was... I think it might have been the uh, GBA remakes of the first generation. Fire, Red, and there, Leaf Green? Yeah, there was an... If you were link trading, if you, like, link traded with someone and then you went to a television, it would have news stories about what the other people have done. It was like, oh, recently so-and-so has um, defeated this gym leader or whatever. And I had both copies of the game. I had two GBAs and I kept, you know, trying to catch the exclusive ones on one. So I was like playing them side by side. But one of the games I named myself Ann Ass, all lowercase <laughs> A-N space ass. So the news stories on my main game as I was playing around, I was like, hey, did you hear that an ass just beat, you know, the third gym in this city or whatever? <laughs> It was great. It was great. I am surprised they let you name yourself that. Yeah, it's, I don't, before, I don't it's probably before online, so they weren't. It was. It was then. yeah, GBA, so they probably yeah. didn't. Yeah, way less strict about it then. <laughs> but no, I distinctly remember that it, it was either that or it was um, Ruby Sapphire, one of the two. I had both copies, and I distinctly remembering that, and just I. I it was the only game I probably ever went to every single television and watched every single television show, just hoping that there would be an update about an ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, assholes running around here with this Pokemon. <laughs> but Blue Star's right. Technically, name your bag ass, and then you're fine. Leave out your... <laughs> All right. But, uh, you know, talking about asses, I guess, uh, and Dragon Quest, we got Pendy here tonight. <laughs> and then there's Thank Pendy. you. That was mean. Yeah. I don't, I don't okay. know if I can get on now. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll erase that part of the show. Oh no, no, it won't. It isn't edit. <laughs> we'll get some, we'll get some catchy, catchy going. Yeah, oh. we'll, we'll catchy, catchy that part. Catchy, <laughs> that up. Mm -hmm. So my first game is the uh, puzzle gotcha game Dragon Quest Catchy Catchy, which was uh, announced right after the Dragon Quest 35th anniversary presentation as having a Western release back in uh, May. 
So I won't go too much into it because we just did a Slime Time Prime episode on it, uh, 52, I think. Uh, but And I'm not much of a puzzle game person outside of Tetris and Dr. Mario. But the thought For more of playing... information about the game that Pendy's about to talk about, check hey, out hey, previous hey, episodes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, uh, but the thought of playing a Dragon Quest-themed puzzle game seems really fun to me. Um, I doubt I'll seriously get into it like I am with uh, TAC, but uh, I look forward to playing it casually. Uh, there have been some members of the Dragon's Den Discord that are playing the Japanese version right now. I've popped mm-hmm. into that channel from time to time, and I like what I've seen from uh, all the gameplay videos, artwork, and screenshots that they've been posting there. Um, if you haven't seen it already, the puzzle pieces are represented represented as Dragon Quest Erasers, and they all look fantastic. Uh, it's weird that they haven't made any further announcements about it for the uh, the global version yet, uh, but maybe this is just another victim of COVID delays since the uh, global localization probably started right after the Japanese version was done. Uh, and the Japanese version just came out uh, December 1st. So hopefully we'll, he'll, we'll hear something about it soon. I don't know. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, at first, like, before I listened to your guys' episode, because I wasn't on that one, um, I thought this was going to be, like, uh, what am I thinking? Pokemon's had one. They had a free one on the 3DS I really enjoyed. Try and Yes, yeah, I played I played quite a way through that. 50, 60, 80 levels, something like that. Because um, you're just matching Pokemon. And, you know, Candy Crush, that's what I immediately think with this. But it sounds like there's a story, and, well, there is. I, I heard what was on the uh, episode. There's a story, there's all that stuff, which actually makes me less likely to play this, I think. Because I'm like, I, I want that casual thing. I don't want to be like, oh, there's a weekly this and a daily that, and... Hearing all the different currencies, I was like, everything I heard was like, well, for people that want to get into it, there's going to be a lot of content. But for me, like casually, I'm like, oh, I want less content. <laughs> I, I just want a match, well, man. I want I want Dr. Mario. I want Tetris. I don't need a story mode. Yeah, I, I got to agree with you on that one. And really, it's kind of like at this point, because was it we got Dragon Quest Tech. There's that Dragon Quest die game. Now there's Dragon Quest Keshi Keshi, whenever that comes over here. That's going to be three different um, mobile gotcha Dragon Quest games for the West on phones. And it's like, I don't know, I find that kind of weird. Like, it's like you're having, you're splitting up your audience. Unless they're expecting everybody to stick with all three of them or something. I don't know. Or they get rid of the die one. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, yeah. I think I made that comment in Discord today. I was like, we were talking about, or I saw you mention Keshi Keshi. <clears throat> Whenever that comes out, I'm like, well, they got to kill one first. And Tact, from everything that I've heard about Tact, it's doing uh, doing pretty well in the West so far. So, and we just well, had yeah, one year, just had the one year anniversary. Pendu, don't say that. We said that about stars. It was like <laughs> we just had the one year anniversary, and then they're like, and we're canceling it. Yeah, that was that was. Yeah, I'm still uh, kind of mad about that one. That was that was nice. It was like, oh, here's all this stuff and discounted and blah blah blah. And then what was it like a month later? Maybe a couple weeks later, they were like, yeah, oh. yeah, not even a month. It was yeah. They got everybody's they got everybody's money and then ran out the door. Yep. It's that damn little squirrel. <laughs> He's evil, He's like, I'm nah, telling nah, you. Nah. Uh, well, you heard it here first. Pendy is predicting the downfall of tact. For all places to send your hate mail, please send it to uh, Sean or Pendy Pendy Penderson. At... <laughs> uh, yeah, we got to edit uh, that part out. I didn't mean to say his name. <laughs> how dare you? Sorry, I don't know if you've ever said it on here before. <laughs> uh, it's not a good 
I was going to say, you, you go to the Facebook group and you'll see them all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Actually, multiple Facebook groups. You run it. You what is it? You mod one of the uh, tact or the tact group, right? The, yeah, the... we used to, there used to be two tact groups. Uh, now there's the the one, and I'm a mod on there, um, and then a uh, admin on the Dragon Questers Facebook group. I used to be a mod on your uh, your turn based group, but you were too much of a mean boss, so I, I quit that one. So. I couldn't yep. handle it. Yeah, so did Jagus. Weren't you also a oh, mod on the meme group? <laughs> <laughs> What's that place, man? <laughs> what was that, Blue? Didn't, Pendy, aren't you also a mod on the memes group? Oh, yeah, yeah. Page? I, I was. I, I was, guess that's uh, a page, not a group. Yeah, it was It was someone else uh, created that, and I, I joined as a mod for it, and I uh, made a bunch of mods myself, but then another group kind of, took its place and like it's kind of died ever since then ever since uh slime posting came online it's if you want to go for inappropriate dragon quest memes that's the place to go now <laughs> so i said what if i want involving maribel right what if i want pg she is just dragon contraband quest don't post about her <laughs> uh it's dragon questers then that's where you get the pg okay stuff. okay yeah i gotta put a link to the dragon questers i've never had that but I, i've been putting more and more links in our uh show notes so i'll have to do that definitely all right, so you know what, Pendy? I, I I thought you mentioned a game that you were looking forward to this year, and I look at the list and I don't see it on there. But oh, interesting, really? interesting. Which which one? Uh, I thought you were gonna put on uh, Dragon Quest three. Oh, I yeah. I mean, we might if we got time, we can talk about that. Anyway, I'm just not sure. Yeah, I think uh... Baruri should talk about that one. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, now there now... is a vacancy in the uh, yeah, there vacancy. we go. Perfect. Now that we, now that we have now that we have the corrected info, we know that it potentially is not coming out this year. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Big okay, controversy okay. over that one. But we've talked about games that didn't come out in the year before. Platty <coughs> with Sports Story. <laughs> yeah. Who that knew that thing's good? Like that thing's on a year and a half delay at this point. My God, I, I wasn't expecting that. But okay. What I also wasn't expecting was to see a fighting game on the list. But Yangus, I guess I should have expected it. Go ahead and talk about your uh, first anticipated game of the year. Sure. Uh, so for uh, my first game, I decided to go with the King of Fighters 15. Uh, it's the newest entry in the KOF series and is currently planned to release on PS4, PS5, uh, the current Xbox systems, like the One S, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, whatever it's called, and uh, PC. Uh, the game uh, mixes up the team format for the series. So typically for the series, you usually have the same groups of characters together. Like a uh, big one example is Team Japan, which is usually Kyo, uh, Kusanagi, uh, Benimaru, and Diamond Goro. Uh, this one actually switches things up uh, with the tagline for the game being Shatter All Expectations, with several of the established teams uh, no longer existing or having entirely different makeups. Uh, so for example, like I said, uh, Team Japan is actually no longer in a KOF 15, and instead, uh, Kyo Kusanagi, who's the le usually the, the leader of Team Japan, is now teamed up with uh, his arch-rival Iori Yagami and Chihiro to form an official Three Sacred Treasures team, which is a shout-out uh, to the King of Fighters 97 and to the Orochi, Orochi Saga uh, from KOF 95 to 97. Uh, the game also re is going to re-reintroducing characters who have previously died off within the series, um, for at the end of KOF 14, once the big bad um, uh, called Verse is defeated, um, essentially he is like a a tomb of sorts. So like all of these spirits and 
people from like the past of KOF and like other SNK titles have somehow gotten trapped within. Uh, when they're when he's defeated, they all get released, and a lot of these characters have started reappearing in the world. Um, one of these examples is Ash Crimson, who was the protagonist of the Ash Crimson saga, which was KOF 2003 uh, to KOF 13, and the New Faces team uh, from KOF 97, which a lot of people are excited about since those guys. Uh, can uh, canonically have only uh, been in KOF 97. They've been in the the dream match games like 98 and uh, 2002, but this will be the first time where they are officially back, you know, alive and not just brought back because of it's a dream match, you know, do whatever you want sort of game. So that's pretty hang, cool too. Hang on a second. So if they're bringing people back, does that mean we'll finally get Rubel back? I'm really hoping to God that we do. And if and not Rugal... just not just like God Rugel, like the you know kind of dream match whatever that was in capcom versus snk2 oh yeah, that no, was a lot of that fun one, that, that one, one was a lot of fun because that one's the crossover with akuma if we get anyone of the omega rugel which is yeah his, no, which is his not which is his not capcom form because <laughs> uh because because rugel's been dead since like 95 96 yeah so I'm really hoping for that because with some of the endings too in KOF 14 and some of the quotes that Verse can have against particular characters, it there are quotes that specifically relate to uh, Rugal Bernstein and his relationship with some of the other characters, particularly like um, his former secretary's mature and vice. So I'm hoping that he comes back to his DLC or something. But as of now, he's not part of like the base roster. But if he comes back, we'll I will surprised. eat my hat because they hate they hate bringing Rugal back. They'll bring everybody else back. Yeah. I know Rugal and Geese are characters that everybody loves them, but they never seem to want to bring them back. Geese will do it more than Rugal, but... Well, I mean, Geese was in... Um, yeah, he was in Geese 14, was, but... yeah, in but, 14. I liked his zombie DLC. Uh, out oh, yeah. Yeah, it's based off a of Nightmare <laughs> Geese. That was pretty yeah. cool, because that's an old... Uh, that That is the one thing about SNK, real quick, that they are pretty cool with, where... If people in the fan base come up with names for characters, like nicknames, then they're usually pretty good about like sticking with that, which is where nice Nightmare Geese's names come from, as well as Mr. Karate, which is uh, Takuma's uh, alter ego. Like That was not his name, his planned name, but the fans all called him Mr. Karate, so SNK is like, you know what, that name's kind of fitting for this like super serious persona he has, so you know what, we're going to let him have it. <laughs> but um uh, anyway so yeah this game is bringing back a lot of characters that people weren't expecting and as i said before one of the big uh, taglines for the game is shatter all expectations whether it's the team um setups characters all that jazz uh, and snk definitely has been living up to this with their reveal so far uh definitely the biggest surprise for everyone was the return announcement of k9 uh, k9999 or just k9 for short uh, a character who was a blatant ripoff of Tetsuo and his powers from uh, the movie Akira, or Akira, <laughs> you ever seen that? Yeah. Uh, SNK, they originally wrote him out of existence because the people who took over from SNK, so it, it's kind of, SNK has a weird history where they've gone into bankruptcy several times, and at one of those points, particularly when uh, KOF 2001 came out, that's when K94 uh, came, came along, and he was just a blatant ripoff of the movie Akira. SNK didn't like that. So they purposely wrote him out, replaced him with another character called Nameless. But now all of a sudden they're bringing him back because the character even calls out uh, Kyo for being a fake, even though he's the clone of him. It's it's like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> so it's definitely surprising. Um, it's definitely surprising to see that they're bringing back uh, uh, K9. I think he has a new name now. I can't remember what it's called. 
but um, you can tell that it's him because he still has like the body transformations. Uh, he still has the same normal moves that uh, Canine and Nameless could use. So is de- that was definitely one of the character announcements that nobody was expecting. Um, gameplay wise, it's looking like it's going to be pretty similar to some of the other um, KOF games from recent years, particularly 14. They're going with the 3D art style. They're going with, um, you know, if you're a newer player, you can just use like a one button combo thing for some simple ones. Or you can do, you know, the more elaborate stuff like you normally can in a KOF game. And um, I'm I'm very curious to see, you know, what's going to become of this game Um, from a narrative standpoint. You know, I'm curious what they're going to end up doing with um, the uh, new protagonist that they've introduced called, called Shune. And uh, the new girl that they're introducing who has the power similar to his. I'm curious, you know, what they're going to do with Verse and all these villains and characters that have come back. I'm hoping that with the revival of, like, the New Faces team and Ash Crimson, that we will see characters like Rugal Bernstein return. uh, That we will see, maybe we'll see some other members of those from the past, from the Ash Crimson saga, or maybe from the Ness saga. I'm not really sure, but... um, yeah, it, it's this is a game that I'm definitely curious to see how it's going to go. It's not one that I'm probably going to pick up right away, but I, I definitely am curious to see like who's going to be added to the roster as like DLC in the future. You know what the meta is going to be like, and I'm definitely looking forward to uh, you know whenever uh, Evo rolls around or whenever they have a big tournament for KOF 15, like who are going to be considered you know some of the better characters because if it's going to be like some of the past games from the recent years, it's probably going to be e- uh, Iori is going to be top tier again. <laughs> He's so always we'll top say, tier. Yeah, he he's he is so he's always the top tier guy, and so is Leona. But we'll see. Maybe SNK will finally be like, you know, we should let someone else have a uh, chance in the spotlight for a little while before they decide to change their minds. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hopefully KOF 15 will be fun, and um, I'm definitely curious to see, you know, again, like what characters they will bring back, and if they're going to keep up with this whole shatter expectations uh, tagline that they're going with. Because personally, I hope that Rugal comes back and another character who was brought back for um, KOF 14 as a DLC character was Oswald from KOF 11. And I really hope that he comes back somehow because like Oswald is such a badass character. Like you need to have him in more games, SNK. Come on now. Watch them bring, watch them bring in all of the um, maximum impact characters that have not been in a game since maximum impact. <laughs> You know what was the way some of the new characters look brewery and like the brand new characters for this game. A lot of people are even I've seen comments people make where they're like, these guys look like they're like the long lost characters from Maximum Impact. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe they will. Who knows? SNK is I mean, they brought back K9, so they might bring back a Maximum Impact character or two. Give them like the, the 2D transition, you know what I mean? Or 2D fighter transition, I mean. That'll be fun. Mm hmm. Speaking of transitions, oh boy, hey. <laughs> Burian's been uh, talking with Yangus here. Let's uh, move on to Burian himself and the first game he's looking forward to this year. Bork. Do you like Chocobos? Say what? Do you like Chocobos? Brock? Uh, Do you like Mario Kart? Not particularly. Bork. Yes. Times are better. Times are better. Well, Square Enix has decided to release their own version of Mario Kart set with in the Final Fantasy universe, and they're calling it Chocobo GP. It's not the first Chocobo uh, racing game that came out because there was one on the PlayStation 1. I think it even might have had a sequel that never came out here. But I, I, I did play that one a fair bit. I, still, I think I still have the disc laying around here somewhere, but they are they're, they're doing it again. They're kind of reviving the, uh, 
Chocobo brand because, you know, back in the early PS1 days, you know, there was the Mystery Dungeon games, this the racing game, and there was a whole slew of other uh, Chocobo games that we just didn't even get. Really? But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's a whole, like, whole... I was looking at the list the other day, and there's there's even one that was, like, a, a really neat board game that we never got. Oh, like a... Oh, like a, a, like an actual board game or like a video game version of a, a board A video game? game board game, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was on the PlayStation okay. 1. But uh, this Chocobo is Chocobo basic- Party. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, but not Chocobo really. Chocobo Street. Yeah. But this Chocobo one is Street. basically... <laughs> um, this is Mario Kart with Final Fantasy characters is like the simplest way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can set out on a charming campaign where Chocobo and his friends enter a racing tournament to grant their greatest wish. Uh, it has been stated that it is going to feature dozens, and I say dozens with a plural because this might have a lot of characters. It might not have a lot of characters. They haven't been exactly forthcoming in the trailers. They've shown off probably eight or nine at this point. Most all of them have been characters from other Chocobo games, like um, Shiroma, who is from the Mystery Dungeon games, Camilla, uh, a a Moogle who calls himself uh, X, but in this one he calls himself the Racing X, They've shown off some summons, idolins, whatever you want to call them. So we have we have people like uh, uh, I've seen Shiva, I've seen Ifrit. Uh, they, they've they've shown off a behemoth that is a very he's very fashionable. He, he he's wearing a vest. He's got a gold chain. He's got gloves on. He's <laughs> he's basically your Bowser of this game. Um, what's neat about it though is it's 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 like a Mario Kart game it's going to have a whole bunch of different modes it's going to have you know a story mode where you go through playing as Chocobo and you know play through the campaign to un- and you you apparently unlock your characters and courses through doing this they're also going to have series races to where you play through four tracks in a row and com- compete for the highest score you can do this one what? online four or tracks local. in a row where'd they come up with that number I, I know it's it's weird isn't it it's yep never setting ne- themselves never, apart never seen anything like this the neat thing is is it's going to have online so you can play it with friends so it's not like mm-hmm. they didn't completely ignore online and you know set this game out to die or anything uh, it'll have a Switch title. It's a it's a Switch. I think it's also going to be on the PS4, but it's definitely okay. actually no. I think it is just a Switch title. Well, probably yeah. now, but you know um, you know Square they love doing their ports. Yeah, but <laughs> as far as I'm aware, it is only a Switch title. Uh, looking it up on Wikipedia here. So is Moogle X? Is that like a Speed Racer reference? Yeah, yeah. That's that. <laughs> it looks like it, doesn't it? <laughs> Unbeknownst to Speed Racer, X is really his brother. <laughs> and then they're going to have uh, time attack mode, custom races to where you can, uh, you know, it's like Mario Kart. Like, I don't even have to explain it. It's Mario Kart. You know what this is. You know what you're getting out of this. It's going to just be set with Final Fantasy settings. Um, some of the other characters that they have shown off, I think the two that they have put at the front most is Steiner and Vivi from Final <laughs> Fantasy IX. Yay! Play I'm glad them. <laughs> so, uh, they're... Oh, boys. You know, no one's really talking about this game, and I don't blame them. It's not like big AAA, you know, front of the pack kind of game that Square Square's releasing. They've been doing these kind of B and C lister games, and I really appreciate it. I really enjoy uh, playing these games. Um, but what's really fun about this is, at the same time, they're going to release like a light version of the game that lets you play the single and multiplayer modes. 
So you can play the story mode prologue, and then you can participate in local and online multiplayers using like a limited amount of characters. So think of it as, I think in some of the Mario Kart games, you could piggyback off of a friend's game, I think on like Mario Kart DS, but you would play as a shy guy, so you couldn't yep. select your character. Well, it's yep, kind of like... Anyone. It's kind of like that new trend where it's like Halo, where like you can play you know, multiplayer for free, but then you got to like, if you want the rest of it, you got to pay for it. Right. You can also join in. Uh, yeah, it says you can join in local multiplayer races hosted by a player who also owns the full game. Um, you're also able to participate in stuff like custom uh, or I'm sorry, not custom, but 64 player knockout style online tournaments. Um, and the coolest thing. This is always a, a plus in my book, is that if you wanted to try the game out before you buy it, all of the progress that you make in that light version will carry over when you buy the full version. That's good. So, so if you like Final Fantasy, if you like Mario Kart, you will definitely like this game. And it comes out on March 10th, so it's two months from today, or from yesterday. Not a long wait. I, mean, I still don't know how much it is, though. They haven't said, so I'm going to probably imagine like $40 game, probably. Maybe, maybe $50. i am going to say 40 30 Choc or 40. Chocobo good. Buy Chocobo. Chocobo good. Buy. How hey, how you. much was the Chocobo Mystery Dungeon? What price point did that come out for? It came out oh. at 40 bucks. Yeah, about $40. Okay. So that So I'm imagining reasonable. this will also be $40. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just happy to see that we're going to have a playable Steiner and Vivi. Yeah, like that, yeah. That's enough for me to be like, yeah, I'm sold. I'll buy that. <laughs> I, you don't even have to. What you could, I mean, I'm gonna buy the game. You could just get the light version, and we could play online. Oh, uh, we could. If a bunch of us get this, uh, we should get like Discord matches going on and stuff. Yeah, exactly. No, All it'd you have be to do one, is download it'd, the it'd light be version. one that I would buy. Like I, this is one that, looking at it, like the trailer, it's like, okay, yeah, this looks like one that I would enjoy and I would find worth picking up. You know? Yeah. So, so in the trailer, it, in you know, in Mario Kart, how it's the the rainbow colored uh, question mark boxes, it's like Magicite because that's the uh, like magic items in some of the Final Fantasy games, so you'll get an item for that. And uh, they haven't they haven't been too kind of detailed on all that is, there is and what each thing does. Just whatever you get in the trailer, and they've released like two trailers at this point. So um, this isn't going to be one of those games where you know everything about the game when it comes out. You're just you're going to have to figure it out on your own. A racing game with mystery. Yeah, well, you got racing mystery, you got a mystery racer X. So, you got. What you I, I assume. I assume since this is a Final Fantasy game, there's going to be four cups total, and at the end of each cup, you have to race against the four fiends of the elements. <laughs> uh, one of the playable characters that has been um, shown off is uh, God. I can never remember his name. Uh, Gilgamesh. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I'm happy about that. So you may have to battle at the big bridge with him. Well, thank God we can fight. We can race like men and ladies and ladies who dress like men <laughs> for Gilgamesh. It's racing time. Ooh boy. All right. Well, there's a one March release title. Uh, I'm going to pick piggyback off that and talk about another March release title that I'm pretty excited about. I think mine's like the 22nd, 23rd. It's closer to the end of the month. Um, but first off, as Blue Star brought up, you know, it, had I not talked about it last year on this episode, I would have said number one right off the bat is Sports Story, the sequel to Golf Story. But uh, hell, we're uh, 18 months past the initial release date. Uh, I think more than COVID has killed this game. Uh, they were they were scheduled to come out summer of 2020. And here we are, January 2022. Uh, still no Sports Story. Talked about it last year, so you can hear me talk about it then. But 
there is some like positive news about that. It got an eShop page. So, you know, probably not another 18 months, but got no release date yet. But yeah, what they're, does they're, have a release date. Oh, they're God. getting there. They're getting there. I mean, you know, it's moving along. I was reading about the company and apparently Nintendo had to like step in and like give them some funds or something, help them across the finish line for a uh, golf story uh, three or four years ago. So I wonder if that's the case again. They just couldn't development wise, money wise, something just couldn't get it finished. But I mean, they had awesome trailers a year and a half ago and it looked like it was on. And they actually did a really awesome like, sorry, it's not coming out. We got to pause it for a while kind of trailer. Um, but their social media is almost non-existent and they did have something again, I think November, December, they had another little, yeah, we're still alive and coming out, but, and then the eShop page went up, so who knows? But again, I loved Golf Story, we'll be, uh, waiting on Sports Story again. But a game that I've been waiting for for even longer is finally coming out, uh, nine plus years now after Rune Factory 4 released on the 3DS, finally Rune Factory 5 is coming. Um, at the time, the whole team that was working on Rune Factory 4 and the Rune Factory series was let go. Was it Marvelous or whatever kind of disappeared in Japan at the time? So kind of thought the Rune Factory series might be dead, but it did get revived a couple of years ago with the Switch port of Rune Factory 4. And now Rune Factory 5 is out. It's been out in Japan for, I want to say, about six months now. And all I'd heard about it so far is from people who said they haven't heard good things. And I was like, oh, damn. So, Uh yeah. And I went online and the only reviews I could find um, through Googling were one from Korea and one from China. And I went through the Google Translate versions of those. And like both people, I think one gave it like a 6.5 out of 10. The other one gave it a 7 out of 10. Um, and honestly, they it don't doesn't sound so bad. The basically the uh, some item management and frame rates were like the biggest kind of thing, technical stuff. So you know what? Crossing my fingers, a six month delay until it comes out in the United States. Um, there's going to be same sex marriage. That was like something big that they focused on changing from the Asian version. Uh, because that's one of the big things in Rune Factory: get married, have a kid. Because you know it's Harvest Moon plus action RPG stuff. Um, and yeah, I, I went through and read all the reviews and I'm like, this this review could have been about any Rune Factory game. It was basically like, okay, I'm reading the review. It's talking about what they're doing. And I'm like, okay, so it's Rune Factory. Like, um, one of the things I did realize that was pretty cool, um, they said there's no set seasons for growing crops. You don't have to grow just your radishes in the springtime or whatever. Um, they can grow anytime, but different seasons will give you more optimal results. Um, in the Rune Factory games, you can have like level three radishes, level four radishes, and the uh, seed quality, the quality of the stuff goes up. Um, something that sounded like in most of the Rune Factory games, there's seasonal type dungeons so that like there's a dungeon where it's always spring. So if you want to grow spring crops, you can always grow it there. It looks like that might be uh, put onto farm dragons. I saw an image of a dragon flying in the sky that looked gigantic. And it said something about multiple farm dragons will be obtained during the game. Uh, it allows players to farm on the dragon's backs. Um, it's the equivalent of expanding your fields. Uh, other than that, again, sounds like pretty modern rune factory. You can recruit monsters. They can do farm chores. You could bring them with you into battle. Combat sounds pretty much the same as always. It's uh, action RPG stuff. I mean, 
I think something that always gets lost in the Rune Factory games is there's so many different ways that you can battle. They actually have eight different weapon types in the game. All of them play differently from lances to swords to twin swords to long swords. Um, Usually there's a magic staff um, and crafting. There's usually like 30, 40 different ones of all those weapons. So, you know, you can go way deep down the crafting tree with any weapon type you want. Um, Let's see. Yeah, a couple of the things. Frame rate issues, choppy battles, lag and movement, precise precise farming was an issue in uh, two of the reviews. So, you know, that actually doesn't sound great. I can see where that got um, brought the thing down. But uh, both the reviews I read, the decent amount of NPCs, um, bringing up the town map, you can see where everybody is. That's great. I think they've had that since Rune Factory 3. Um, I know when I did Stardew Valley, I was like, well, well, why, well why, why don't I know where people are? Like, why can't I open my map and see their little heads? And I know there's mods that can do that on the PC, but it's never been baked into Stardew Valley. Um, has been with Rune Factory for quite a while, though. Uh, uh, one guy mentioned you can bring up to three of the NPCs into battle, but doing so gave you, of course, more frame rate issues. Uh, you can have combo attacks with the NPCs. That sounds something new. Uh, at least like the modern ones, they can level up and they can equip stuff. I know it was always kind of clunky in Rune Factory 4. You just walk up to someone with the sword in your hand and like throw it at them <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, cool. And then they'd be equipped with that sword. <laughs> <laughs> there was not really a lot of like item management. You just picked, you wanted them to have better armor. You picked up your armor out of your equipment and just like threw it at them. That's, that's wild to me though, that bringing just a third person causes frame rate issues. Oh, I think they said you bring up to three others. So getting up to four pet party members then would be frame rate issues. So, Oh, I see. Yeah. And I could see where they would finally go up to three. Cause even in, Rune Factory 4, you could bring two party members with you. You'd have yourself and then two other party members. Are the areas just big and that's what's causing the problem? Is that it's trying to maintain all of that area while you have these... like? That's a good question. I will say this is the first like fully 3D game. Um, Rune Factory 4 still was like, you know, pretty much top down. Yeah. Little figures walking around. Um, This one is the full 3D looks like the camera probably spins so that's a lot of new modeling kind of stuff yeah it it could just be one of those things of they're they're just trying to figure out the best way to i guess handle that stuff like deloading areas that aren't on camera Mm -hmm. and reloading them and stuff like that that's the best Mm -hmm. way to handle that stuff usually battle animations and you know combo attacks probably have like you know special effects and everything mm-hmm. so um but i mean what again reading through all this stuff they were writing about i'm like yeah this is just reads like what's been there since like rune factory 2 rune factory 3 rune factory 4 um if you're an rpg fan you like to see numbers go up and in rune factory quite literally everything has a level you have a sleeping level like some days you'll just wake up and it's like ta-da, sleeping level went up because <laughs> you've slept enough times or you're just walking around it's like your walking level increased Hey, you get um, even more well rested. Exactly, and that's like reflecting walk. real. That's a, that that reflects real life because the older you get, the better you are at sleeping. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> and and the converse is true. My kids are always up and freaking bugging me in the middle of the night. Sometimes I wake up and there's like a kid in my face. I'm like, whoa, three a.m. What the hell are you doing here? Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, it, it just sounds like another it, it's the Rune Factory formula. doesn't look like they're going anything out of the ordinary. It looks like they're, you know, just taking it to fully 3D. Um, it, it So anything bad that I read about it, it just seems to be you know, from the technical point of view. So hopefully they've got and of course, all these reviews were for like day one reviews when it came out at the end of the summer. So, you know, hopefully six months later, they've got some patches for the Asian version and they're implementing those patches for the United States version. So been big Baroon Factory fan for like 13, 14 years now or 12 years, however long it's been out. It's got to be more than 12 because it's been nine years since Rune Factory 4 debuted. So it's nah, been a man, while. I remember playing Rune Factory on the DS. So Oh, yeah, yeah. One and two were on one, two and three were on the DS. Four was the big step up to the 3DS. Mm-hmm. That that was my year of four. Rune Factory 4, Shin Megami Tensei 4, and Etrian Odyssey 4 all came out <laughs> or were supposed to come out the same year. One of them got, I think, delayed till February of the next year, but... I was all ready for my summer of four. They were all supposed to release in like a two-month window, and they all got split up by stuff. But yeah, that's it, been a long time, you know, talking about Etrian Odyssey 4. How many Etrian Odysseys have we had since then? And we've had zero Rune Factory since then. So, all right. I think it's time to loop back around and uh, go full circle here with Blue Star. You've got a uh, AAA game to talk about. So the next game on my list is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Um, so there's not a whole lot of info out about this yet, which is surprising because it is slated for a spring 2022 release. Um, do you think they forgot? (laughs) Gosh, I sure hope not because what I could find looks incredibly charming and I'm actually very excited for this. Um, so from the trailers that I have seen, it's an actual full 3D Kirby adventure. It, it sort of looked to me like Super Mario Odyssey meets Kirby, which, you know, those are both things that, like, I, I can't think of anything bad to say. Um, so it's not Kirby on rails in 3D, is what you're saying. <laughs> Correct. Um, so, yeah, and as far as, like, a full 3D Kirby adventure, like, that doesn't really exist in the main series. Um, the only other games that I can think of that actually had 3D motion are Kirby Air Ride on the GameCube, and, you know, that, that was a spin-off that was mostly a racing game. And the other one is Kirby's Blowout Blast, which basically they took a mini game from Kirby Planet Robobot and made it into its own game. So there's some obscure Kirby trivia for you. I played that um, one. That was a lot of fun because it's like a it's like a score attack kind of thing and I like that. So Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, there's there's a lot of really cool things that I've seen in, you know, the limited things that are out for this game. Um one of the things I did come across that was funny is that according to ESRB ratings, people are expecting Kirby to have a gun in this game. <laughs> oh my god, he's got a gun. <laughs> Kirby's I'm, packing heat. I mean, hasn't he piloted tanks before? Yes, but he now piloted, he, he piloted a mech in the last one. But now he <laughs> might have a gun, so people are losing their minds. Kirby's got a gun. What's Kirby's got a gun? Yeah, what the what I see screenshot wise of uh, the Kirby game, it looks it looks very ephemeral to me. Mm-hmm. And it's got it's very whimsical, very kind of. You don't know what to expect, but I assume you will know what to expect. 
like a gun. Yeah, yeah. actually, a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the scenery that I've seen in the trailers, it kind of looks like an overgrown, like post-apocalyptic modern city. Right. So it's it looks like something land. out of it looks like something out of The Last of Us. Now, see, no, I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking it's gonna be. Um, uh, the future of New Donk City from Mario Odyssey. It just overgrew with plants. There's no more humans anymore, and just the Mario species all evolved into Kirby species. It's all just coming together. <laughs> <laughs> Mario is Kirby's ancestor confirmed. Yep, both platforming stars. Mario loves pasta. Kirby loves to eat. There we go. Here's the connection. <laughs> and in this forgotten hellscape, Kirby got a gun. to guns, yes, <laughs> for survival. All right. Anything else, Blue Star? Or we just don't no, know a lot about all. it. Yeah. We just don't know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. But I do hope we actually see it on time, which is spring 2022. Yeah. Well, Nintendo's been kind of weird about that too the last few years, where they'll announce a game like out of the blue like that. They'll talk. They won't talk about it, but then like right before it comes out, they just bombard you with information about it because they Either did that, that with Paper Mario, the Origami King. They did that with um. Mario Party Superstars, where they just revealed that out of nowhere at E3 uh, last year, and then they didn't really say anything else until, like, right before it came out. So they've been kind of odd about that. Yangus, or they go the other way, and they go, oh, hey, we've got this new game, and it's out in two weeks. <laughs> yep, they're, they've been very weird about that lately. So, um, you know, and they've also got... Arceus, which here we are two weeks away that we really don't know much about either. Yeah, and that's really bizarre. You know, going back to that game real quick, I find it weird that they're releasing Pokemon Arceus like only a few months after the remakes of um, Diamond and Pearl came out. That seems really close together. It's like nine weeks. Yeah, Yeah. it's about nine weeks. Yeah, you know, I I saw a post online that even though it was kind of more meant in a jest, it's kind of true because it was like, you know those that meme where it's like, Oh, mom, can I get blah, blah, blah? No, honey, we have blah, blah, blah at home. Then it shows the thing at home. And it's kind of that case where kids are going to be going up to their parents and are like, hey, mom, there's a new Pokemon game out. I really want to get it. Parents will probably then be like, well, honey, we just got you a new Pokemon game. It was, you know, Diamond and Pearl or whatever it was. So, the kid, you know, it's kind of weird that they're doing that then because they're going to be some of, I mean, I'm sure a lot of the adult fans are going to buy the game regardless, mm-hmm. but, you know, a lot of the kid fans that, you know, they don't have the money or they don't have, you know, the resources to get the game for themselves, their parents are going to be like, well, we just got you a Pokemon game, or they're going to be like, well, I mean, you already got this one. You've been playing I, that one. Why don't you just keep playing that? You know? I, I think they're trying to hit two different markets with these games. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Like, it, Shining it Diamond, Brilliant Pearl, or whatever they're called, is definitely, <laughs> they're definitely aiming the... Bless you. Bless you. Younger audience. If there was a joke there, I missed it. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, not Shining Diamond and Brilliant Pearl. Let me reiterate that I haven't played a Pokemon game since Gold. <laughs> I mean, I, I think our audience is, okay, <laughs> isn't going to really care if you get it right oh. or not. I think Blue's just oh. being Blue. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, if that's the case, you know, hey, kids, go out there and sell, trade in Diamond and Pearl. You beat it. it First of all, you probably didn't beat Cynthia. You won't. Don't worry about it. It's okay. (laughs) It's hard. Go beat beat Arceus. Trade it in. (laughs) All right. Well, a game that, uh, talk about, you know, we don't know much about and, you know, should be coming out this year. Um, we're going to go over to, and I'm going to make sure I get the name right, because, Pendy, you didn't even have the proper name right. We're going to next talk about Infinity Strash, 
Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die. Oh, the full name, being so formal. Yeah, the full name. <laughs> but yes, I am going to be talking about uh, Infinity Trash next. And uh, for those who aren't in the know, because the name confused the heck out of so many people when it first got announced, uh, Strash is uh, specific to the manga. That's where it comes from. And it, it it's basically they took the word strike and slash and put them together to make Strash. So that's where that comes from. But uh, like uh, Platy mentioned, it was supposed to come out in uh, 2021, uh, but it recently got delayed. Uh, Infinity Strash, it's an action RPG that follows the events of the Dragon Quest Die story, which is actually currently being broadcast. uh, The anime, the second animated version of this, is being broadcast in Japan right now and in English through the website Crunchyroll for free um, with ads. And if you... uh, by their membership and no ads but you can watch it for free uh episode 64 actually just aired this past weekend uh, i also just saw today that the first few volumes of the dragon quest die manga are now up for pre-order just saw that, saw that on uh, amazon so the first volume comes out uh one march the second comes out 10 may and the third volume comes out 12 july i'm very excited about this about reading this and collecting these volumes of the manga i haven't read the uh the fan translation, like some other people have, uh, but uh, it's what? Uh, I'm looking. Come for on, it. there's like six thousand pages out there. Get going. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's interesting is, you know, you, you explained Strash, and I remember um, listening to another podcast, and they were talking about it when this got announced. God, what, like more than a year ago, right? This yeah, was yeah. quite a while ago. Yeah, back in back in 2020, sometime. Yeah, I want to say it was fall of 2020. Like, because they announced the anime and this game and, like, an arcade game all at the same time. Yeah. And and the mobile game. Yeah, because they were going to do the anime and three games. So mobile, arcade, and then Strash. Um, and I heard people, like, laughing about it. Like, what the hell kind of word is that? I'm like, well, let me tell you. I've read the, mo- I've read the fan translation. You were in the know. In- yeah, they, they have a page up discussing that. Because yeah, if you read through the fan translation, play. they I think they start with Strash, and then they went to Slash, and then they went back to Strash, because there was an ex- back in the original manga, there were actually some pages and some things translated into English. Um, so as the fan translations were going along, suddenly, you know, they're like on volume four, and we're like, oh, crap, they actually called it Strash. Whoops, <laughs> let's go back to translating it as Strash. And it explains it as, yeah, what you just said. But go ahead. More, yeah, more you're about stress. You, you you trying to explain that there uh, when you were like, well, let me tell you. I just imagine that's you sitting at your computer just like, well, pushes up glasses, gets ready on the keyboard. <laughs> actually, actually. Papa it's Smurf, what we said about stress. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Smurf is always right and he's never wrong. Oh, but go ahead, Betty. Sorry. Oh, no, no problem. Uh, but I'm also hoping that uh, if the die. Uh, manga the original die manga if it does well here i'm hoping that it leads to the new avon manga that's uh, mm. been coming out in japan recently that's a new manga it's like a prequel series where it shows where avon and his adventures that kind of lead into die so that would be fun as well to get that uh but during the japan only side of the uh of the dragon quest 35th anniversary presentation they showed some new screenshots in the game of the game and that was about it what not not a whole lot of information but uh during jump festa this past december uh they came out with news that the game has been pushed back beyond 2021 to a yet to be announced date i'm assuming it might be 2022 but who knows uh apparently there was a lot of negative feedback about the graphical quality of the game 
and they've gone back and kind of done a big uh, redesign. Uh, also, during Jump Festa, they, they teased the game and kind of showed it off a little bit. They released some gameplay, voti- uh, gameplay footage, and it shows Dai, the protagonist, battling the uh, the boss Crocodine, uh, one of the big one of the big bads of the uh, the series from their showdown at Romo Castle. So they have not yet stated if this will get a Western release. Um, or which systems this game is going to be for yet either. Though I would be shocked if we didn't get a Western release, considered considering they released the mobile game out here. Uh, yeah, so you gotta I, think with the with the anime and the manga and the mobile game, like they're setting this up to be a thing. Exactly. Like they, we have the we have the anime, the new anime in English that's being released here. We're getting the mo- the original manga. We've got the mobile game, so I'd be very shocked if we don't get the the console game as well, or maybe PC. That might be on PC as well. Who knows? I, I but, could have sworn that I saw that it was going to be on the PS4, but you know, again, that was a year and a half ago. Yep. Yeah, they just they've been very secretive about that. Like when, even when they they did that, uh, the, all the news of the Jump Festa, they kept it all like vague, and they didn't say like where where it's going to come out for. So yeah, I mean that seems very weird. Like you know they know like they're they're developing it for a system why wouldn't you just say like hey maybe they want the benefit of that i mean maybe they wanted to finalize like whether or not they were going to put it on the ps5 as well and i'm Mm, guessing that's uh, true probably going to be on the ps5 now especially with this delay so and then i could see them going the route of like with dragon quest heroes is in japan it got a ps3 version but here we only got the ps4 version to where we might only get the ps5 version but then japan gets the ps4 version that we won't get oh yeah that could be a possibility kind of like persona 5 too where there was a ps3 version of that back in the day we got the ps3 version of that one over here implied it was gonna bring oh did we i see yeah (laughs) (laughs) what do i know about i still haven't played that game Past 10 hours. Um, but oh, what was I thinking of? Like, yeah, like, I don't know. It, it just seems like they went out on a limb with Dragon Quest Eleven years before it came out. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're developing it for that new Nintendo system and PS4. And, what you know, two years before that game came out and 3DS. Like, they're, they're like, we got it everywhere. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Just, they, they, we knew about this. The fact that it was coming to the Switch like way before it ever came out. Yep. Yeah, it, it makes me like wonder because they haven't said this. They haven't said um, Dragon Quest 3 2D HD, although that seems like it's got to be Switch because, you know, that's where the whole 2D HD took off. And you've got another game that you're going to talk about, another Dragon Quest game that we know very little about where it's coming out for. Yep. So, Same yeah, thing. just just. You know, all of a sudden they're very secretive. Like, okay, we get it. You don't know when it's coming out. There's QA things. There's all this stuff. But like, you gotta know what it's gonna launch for. Yeah. So UG Hori was probably gonna tell us at some point, but they blew the whistle on us. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it, whistleblower. Yeah. If 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 you uh, if you saw the 35th presentation, like I know we all have, but maybe some of our audience members haven't. How uh, anytime Yuji Hori said something that he wasn't supposed to, they like whistled. They literally whistled at him, and it was hilarious. He would say, he, like when he was talking about the 2D HD for Dragon Quest Three, he was like, "Oh, I think we should do it for Dragon Quest One and Two first. And they all got upset and started whistling at him. <laughs> it was great. Yep, they did. It was pretty funny too because even the guy who was like talking to him on stage was even like oh <laughs> guys guys we were all there for that we 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 did the 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 live listen angels angels <laughs> shut the fuck up about angels 
Oh, that was a roller coaster. I never hear that word again. I swear to God. <laughs> it's Dragon Quest Ten. We're gonna get it. Oh no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah, that was like the biggest fuck you from that whole thing. <laughs> just like they should have just said up front, "This is not coming to the states." They got our hopes yeah. up, man. They said it after. Yeah, yeah. They said it yeah, after. They, they, oh, by the way, afterwards, it was a good idea way. to say something. <laughs> yep. No, 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 not for you. <laughs> no, 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 not for you. Uh, but so. Uh, Back, yeah. Any, anything else about the game pending? Oh yeah. Back to the back to the uh, the die games. So um, one one game of that whole series of games that they're uh, developing and have developed that I know we won't get is the Dragon Quest die arcade game called Crossblade, and they put a little X instead of the C for cross. Uh, it's a card collecting game, which, as far as I know, really aren't much of a thing out here. Uh, the arcade game is basically a continuation of the Monster Battle Road arcade series and what's funny is that you mentioned uh, marvelous who used to do rune factory and i looked him up mm-hmm. and and i was like i i know i just saw that name and it's because i was looking at the monster battle road stuff and they actually developed the last monster battle road game called victory Scan oh. or something like that for that the was arcade. the one that was on the wii yep. yeah so they were they were actually involved in developing that i actually have one of the cards from that game nice which one what, what monster or, or uh i think I think it's a Corvus card. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I I, I got to play that. Uh, I got to play the arcade version. One of I don't know which one it was because there's been four of them. But I, I got to play uh, play that a couple times in Japan. It was, it's it's a lot of fun. I wish they'd come over here, but that's never going to happen. I so. imported a copy to try and play it on on my modified Wii, and it just didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't know how the Wii version plays uh, exactly, but I when I was playing the arcade version, like I know no Japanese whatsoever except for like, thank you, hello, goodbye, excuse me, and I had it wasn't that hard to to be able to figure out what to do. It was pretty, it's very simplistic. I think it's it, they have like a they had like a younger uh, uh, younger age demographic that they were shooting for with that arcade game, maybe. So yeah, that would make sense though because I know Yuji Hori has always said he's wanted to make make the Dragon Quest series easy uh, for everybody to understand. So you yeah, know, that, that's a, that's a good sign of development and um, uh, you know, a design on on uh, the team's part that they were able to make it easy enough for you to understand, even though you don't you know understand it or that you can't read or yeah, speak not, Japanese. What the languages and was able to get through it just fine. But I mean, the arcade game, there's not really any story to it. It's just a bunch of battling and the controls are very simplistic. So mm-hmm. that's fun. You get all, get all the cards and getting like Dragon Quest uh, hero teams to come in and kick some butt. It's, it's go, go, go on YouTube and watch some of the uh, animation shorts that they put in those games. They are fantastic. Oh, my God, oh yeah. yeah. Like the Dragon Quest nine where they Don't bring go in, on like, youtube go on the den watch him woodis has them all oh that's does he have that's right. he has them all uploaded on the den awesome yeah yep, yep. go to woodis.com <laughs> yeah but they don't have any slash den with it though oh they don't <laughs> no unfortunately not but of course it's still awesome that um uh king zenith know who you know, did for all that. that for us you know because king zenith was um just to give him the credit for it too uh, on his channel on YouTube, you can actually watch uh, most of the in-game clips from the Wii release. Uh-huh. So I don't know if there's any more that um, he got from like the arcade, if there's any ar- arcade exclusives or, you know, I don't know. But if you go on to his YouTube channel, you can watch all those cutscenes and some other stuff from Dragon Quest games, too. So 
And it'll be a way to support another member of the den if you go onto YouTube and watch them there. Nice. But yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, playing the adventures told in the die story on this uh, in this Infinity's Trash game. So, And I know the story is way too big to fit into one game. So hopefully it will do well and there will be a sequel to keep, keep it going. So we'll see. So- so is it actually like original story that runs along or uh, within the die anime itself? I, I haven't seen enough of it to know. My impression so far from the trailers that I've seen is that it's going to you're basically going to play as Dai uh, and his with and his companions, and you actually go through the story of the of the manga or the anime depending on oh, what okay. you're into. Okay. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, it, there might be an original story, but as far as I can tell, it's just you're playing the the story of the original story of uh, of Die that's already that's been out there. Oh, that's been out which, there in so many ways. Which I know Patty <laughs> is, is, is done with. He's he's sick of it, but I'm looking. For but it. you know what? For for an action RPG, uh, I, I would like to hack slimes again. I, I miss my Dragon Quest heroes. <laughs> And if these are the heroes I got to roll with, these are the heroes I got to roll with. <laughs> but uh, Yangus is going to roll with some other kind of heroes. Uh, we we, we talk, mentioned the HD, 2D, 3D, whatever. 3D, HD, 2D. Yangus, what's your second game you're looking forward to? Well, the second one that I'm going to talk about is called Triangle Strategy. It's You Thief! Newest... You yeah, Thief! Think... Yep. Got to piggyback on old Yangus's back. It's all nice and fuzzy because I got that fur vest on, you know. I know. <laughs> this was this was also my number two game, so uh, we'll, we'll combine we'll, you two. Yes, we'll, we'll both talk about it. Yep. Like I said, you're probably gonna have more to say than I do. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so Triangle Strategy is the uh, newest game from the uh, Octopath slash Bravely team. I don't know if they're two separate ones. I don't know, but it's the newest game uh, coming out from them, from these particular developers, from Square Enix. Uh, it's slated for this year in March, I believe, or maybe March. later. It is March, March 4th. Thank you. March Thank 4th. You. Thank you. Um, yes, yeah, so March 4th of this year. And it's what I like to call... It's um, one of the games that I like to call being part of the Games with Silly Names Club from Square Enix. Uh, we have stuff like Octopath Traveler, <laughs> Bravely Default, Triangle Strategy, which everybody was surprised they actually did stick with that name for the game. Um, I... Uh, one of our other uh, podcast guests, uh, Evan or Eel, as I always call him, uh, we were actually talking about this on the Discord of other possible names for future titles. And I think my f- my uh, favorite one that we came up with was Dodecahedron uh, Fantasies. <laughs> like, we just kept coming up with different, like, oh, shapes my. and combinations of things <laughs> just to make up. So, like, Hexagon Dream was one of them. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so this is going to be the new game and sort of the weird title uh, club from Square Enix. Uh, it's memorable, game, though. It is. You, you definitely remember it. <laughs> so it's working, whatever they're doing. <laughs> but um, so the game takes inspiration from Final Fantasy Tactics for gameplay and uh, takes inspiration from Fire Emblem for characters being affected by choice. Um, unlike Fire Emblem, though, well, as far as I am, as far as I'm aware from trailers, uh, the way that characters are affected by your choices mainly comes down to story choices that you make and those will affect like what allies you team up with and what ones will be against you uh as you journey you know through the game and go through the story uh game is you the game is using a graphic style a lot like octopath traveler and like dragon quest 3 hd 2d is going to be using where we have these you know detailed 2d sprites for characters in this uh 3d styled world that also has sort of this graphical kind of uh pixelated look to it so if you've if you go on YouTube, watch some uh, footage like Octopath Traveler, watch one of the trailers, you'll see what I mean. Kind of hard to explain in words, but basically, like everything but the characters are kind of presented in this 3D pixel style of sorts. 
Uh, game is also going to have you know full voice acting for the characters. Uh, there are three, you know, with it being called Triangle Strategy, there's three different factions that, or three main factions, I should say, or maybe three main kingdoms is probably uh, what they are. There is a backstory that's given to you in one of the uh, demos that's available for the game. I have not, I purposely not been really paying too much attention to this one just to kind of go in blind as I can. Uh, but I do have to say from having played the initial demo that came out for the game, I wasn't super blown away by it. Um, nothing against it personally, just, I wasn't really clicking with me at the time. So, you know, hopefully when the full game does come out, we'll see some improvements and it does seem like this team, uh, they're usually pretty good about when they put out a demo that they really do appreciate the fan feedback, uh, because it was because of fan feedback that they improved on Octopath Traveler. They improved on some of the things that people weren't a fan of about Bravely Defaults 2, uh, Bravely Default 2's uh, initial demo. So, I mean, obviously what this team over at Square Enix does care about, you know, the quality of their title and does take the fan feedback seriously. So, you know, hopefully, you know, once the full game does come out and we'll get to see, you know, some more impressions of what the full product is like and, you know, what those improvements are going to be from the feedback that they got from the demo and from like the surveys and everything. But, um, yeah, it's one that I'm definitely curious about. Admittedly, this is probably a game that I would play probably just more so for the story side of it than the gameplay part. I'm not really a huge guy on tactic RPGs. I'm just, I never really have been, except for uh, occasionally playing Fire Emblem or playing like um, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor. It's just, it's just not really a genre of RPGs that I'm big onto, or big into, excuse me. So, you know, maybe this will be one that makes me go, oh, this is really fun, or, you know, I really enjoy this uh, kind of strategy thing, but... Um, what do you have to say about it, Brewery? And that's all I got. Um, I played the demo of it recently, uh, and I actually really, really enjoyed what I played of it. I know you said it was kind of a bust for you in terms of uh, how you felt about it. But uh, at the very beginning of the demo, it they kind of give you a uh, – and I, I really appreciated this about what they did. Uh, with the debut demo and it wasn't you just play the prologue and maybe get like a start on the story they kind of throw you into the thick of the story and like i think you're you're in like chapter six at the beginning of the demo and they said we throw you into the thick of it don't worry if you don't understand what is going on and we've also ramped the difficulty up so you can experiment with the system and how all of the characters work and everything and that's exactly uh, what they did for bravely default too yeah, and I really appreciate demo. that because I don't I, I it's like I don't want to play the beginning of a game in a demo and then play the game again and have to go through the same crap again. It's just like either mm -hmm. let me transfer the save to the game and just keep going or just give me a selection of something out of the game and roll with that. But uh things that I very much appreciated about it was as Yangus has already mentioned, the HD2D style of it, I absolutely love that. This is like a style that I am going to forever love. This is, this is when I was a kid, this is what I imagined like high definition graphics would be. So it's just like a little extra uh, treat for me. Um, in terms of the story, yeah, it's like three kingdoms. Uh, two of them control a very kind of... Uh, they each control an item of interest or, you know, one of them I think is salt and the other is iron because the name of the war was the salt iron war. And at the beginning of the demo, as I said, you're thrown into the thick of it of one of the kingdoms is invading the other kingdom and you're not quite sure why. Well, you're, you're, you're kind of sure why they, they mention it in the demo, but go play the demo, uh, find out. But the cool thing about it is as you're playing, as characters are talking, you can hit 
the X button on the controller and it pulls up who that character is, like who they're aligned with and what kingdom they're with. So you can kind of familiarize yourself with the characters a lot easier so you don't get lost in just a sea of characters because that's what ha- that's what happens in the demo here is you're given like 20 characters. You're like, I'm not going to remember any of this. But the story almost immediately hooked me just because it's a, you know, in political intrigue cranked up to 11 basically <laughs> and i'm all about that so i would i played the demo and i'm like i am buying this when it comes to the day it comes out i'm gonna walk into that walmart i'm gonna pay the 49.95 for it <laughs> <laughs> and uh spend my time because also, yeah, I'm not a big tactics guy. Uh, T- Final Fantasy Tactics is one of the only other RPGs that I've played outside of fr- like Front Mission 3 and 4. And um, I'm definitely going to play this one more for the story than I am with the gameplay. But it's nice. Um, the fields, the, 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 the battlefields, the camera is completely free. So you can move it in any direction that you need to to get the angle you want. So it's not stuck in some top-down or three-fourths isometric style that you can only rotate at 90 degrees. So it's a lot of uh, quality-of-life features that kind of enhance the gameplay for nice. me. I'm, I'm a, definitely a tactics guy. I like those kind of games. It's probably my favorite uh, subgenre of video games, and uh, I, haven't, I actually have not played the demo yet, so I'm going to have to do that. When is the game coming out? Comes out on March fourth. Oh, soon. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'll so have it's, to, I'll have to give the demo a try and yeah, see so if I like games. The, the system. Yeah. It's it's, like, it's, uh, it's 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 yeah. There's a uh, a lot coming out in March. I was yeah, gonna t- say everything. I think we talked about is we don't know or it's March. <laughs> so all right. Anything else for you guys? I think that's pretty much it for Triangle Strategy. Oh, now on right. a strategy dream. game with trying. Why is it not a strategy game with um living triangles? I don't understand. This is false advertising for that title man well you see with, with with it being called triangle, triangle with it being called yeah. stri- triangle strategy <laughs> well, i thought it was going to be like a fire emblem-esque system with the weapons i was kind of expecting oh, yeah. that and i went in and it was oh no it's three kingdoms at war with each other and i go oh oh, oh. that makes sense oh. yeah you know, they i mean really it should have just been a battle between uh, pizza slices between pyramids and between something else that's triangle shaped you know what i mean all right, enough of your pyramid schemes here. Um, uh, ho, ho, ho. It's, a reverse, uh, it's a reverse uh, funnel. <laughs> a reverse. <laughs> yes, the funnel kingdom, of course. And the and the uh, the theme song has to be Triangle Man, but they might be Jones. <laughs> there we go. See, it writes itself, Square Enix. Come on now. <laughs> All right. Well, the second game I got to talk about. I, I don't know if uh, Brewerians got around to uh, giving the first one a try. Uh, we mentioned this, I think I mentioned this last week, because somebody was brought up the, uh, what is it, there was a pinball, pinball RPG. Yeah, that was me. NES. That was you that brought it up, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, have you ever played Rollers of the Realm? I played the um, demo last night. <laughs> How'd you like it? I enjoyed the hell out of it. Nice. Like, I'm going to have to buy, I'm going to have to get the game. Like, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, Um so the game he's talking about, Rollers of the Realm, was a. It's on Steam. It was. It's on the PS Vita. Um, I remember hearing about this game, golly, like four years ago. It was an offhand comment on uh, it, it, a podcast. Now that I co-host RPG Backtrack, uh, they were just chit-chatting at the end of the show, and someone's like, "Oh, well, you know, there's a pinball RPG out there. There's RPGs about everything." And I was like, "What?" And totally forgot they mentioned it. And 
in a weird, like, kind of deja vu thing, driving in the exact same place that I had been listening to that podcast two and a half years ago, um, driving outside of Brevard, North Carolina. And I was like, oh, yeah, we took this path to this waterfall before a couple of years back. And I'm like, I remember listening to that podcast. Oh, pinball rpg i gotta look that up i gotta look that up that night i bought it on my vita and i mean it's it, it's a like six five six seven hour game if you just go with like the one main or there's a main story you can go through i mean there's you can go back and do all the levels again and there's a class system but it is an rpg and it's pinball um you got to hit people with the ball you got to hit certain areas to open doors you hit places to advance like at one point it was like, oh, you know, you got to storm the castle, but you start off in the market and you're like little guys are kind of walking towards the flippers and you're hitting the ball into them to kill them. And then you got to bust down the door to the gate to get out of this area and go into the next area and break through the guard tower and get into the castle and go up the stairs and down this way and everything. Um it's a fun little game. I mean, it, it, like I said, it's got about five or six hours of content. Um, and looking at the Steam page for the second one, uh, Rollers of the Realm Reunion is coming out this year. And I was just talking to someone about some early access today through RP Gamer. So, I mean, it's this, this doesn't seem like something that's not going to come out this year. It, they're getting ramped up. They're ready for it. Um, it it's just really cool. Um, I was reading, I'll just kind of re- lead off the stuff they had on Steam. I watched a little bit of the live stream of the first chapter that they came out with back in November. I mean, it's arcade pinball. You got a party-based RPG because there's like, um, oh my gosh, I want to say how many different character rosters are. I want to say there was something like nine different abil- um, people that you play as, but the people are pinballs. And each one is different. Like if you're the thief, you know, it may not do as much damage, but the ball may move faster and it's a little bit smaller. Um, if and you're the big money from people yeah. when you hit them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got all the mechanics that you would expect, but it's all in that ball hitting people like the tank guy was like this big, slow moving ball, um, like the paladin or the guard or something in the first game. It was just this big ball. And. I'm pretty sure you could do it in the first game, but the second game boasts that you can hot swap. So, like, yeah, you need some money. You play as a thief for a couple minutes, pause, hit a button, select your other character, and boom, um, you know, hot swap into that ball flying around. Um, oh, yeah, that, that you do that in the first one. You, like, okay, cradle, yeah. you cradle the ball in the flipper, and then you can swap between the other characters that you have yep. if if they're not captured. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's story reasons why certain ones are only available at certain times. Oh, this one's only got five. Five pinball heroes in the second one. They each have unique physics, stats, traits, items, and upgrades. Because, yeah, there's skill systems through these. Fight enemies, navigate maze, solve puzzles. Uh, some of those were annoying in the first one. I mean, not for long. It's like, my God, how do I break down the door? Oh, I have to hit this button, but I can only hit this button if I get it into this corner and it comes down this way and I hit that way. I mean, it's like a pinball game. Like you play any pinball game in the arcade. There's so many things up there on the board and so many little buttons and things that you need to be able to do. Well, so does this game. It's just you're battling little guys walking around, too. Um, you know, they're boasting you can adjust the game difficulty, the speed, Um Robust collection, quest and progression system, campaign mode as 24 pinball play fields and about 30 missions. That actually sounds about as long as the first one was. So 
and they have ranked modes. They have, oh, I love this one. They have couch co-op. Like, you can play one flipper, the other person plays the other flipper. I love it when games do that kind of thing. So, I mean, who would expect co-op pinball pinball RPG? So, right now it's only coming out for PC, but... Heck, they, if they ported that other one to the frickin' Vita, I'm sure this will show up down the line somewhere like Switch or PS4. So Now, I, I assume because this is a pinball game that's based in you know, medieval times or whatever, that yep. they're going to have a pinball wizard, and the theme song for the game is going to be Pinball Wizard from The Who, right? Well, of course, but, I mean, they can't really say that licensing and everything. <sighs> they got to call him the <laughs> Wizard Pinball, I understand. The wizard pinball by the what? By so the what? <laughs> oh, the what. okay. Yes. I, okay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Boom. Gotcha. Yeah. That one. Joke oh, oh shit. <laughs> so oh, I mean, God, yeah, there's really <laughs> yeah, there's really nothing else to say. I mean, it looks beautiful. The, the new one looks like watching the trailers and everything. I'm like, wow, that's pretty nice. I mean, it's not like it's a pinball game. You're not having like holy shit, 4K. Like. It, you see the hairs on the little guy's arms moving or anything, but no, it's a, it's a pretty looking <laughs> pinball game on Steam. So got that, can't got wait that, for this to go in early access or something like that and give this a try. Got those arm hair graphics, man. <laughs> That's what Unreal Engine 4 is all about, baby. <laughs> Listen, they already got they already got ball uh, physics, so you know that that's enough for that. And yeah, I mean, we got to fondle those balls around. You know, you better have some physics. <laughs> Wow, I'm not going to go with a transition off of that phrase because <laughs> our next hey, you said gonna... you said fondle before, man. I'm just feeding off what you said before. There is the ball. I, I knew someone I, would do it. Well, wow, wow. Like this is really hard not to say anything. I'm just going to say <laughs> our next person to speak will be Blue Star and she'll be talking about her third game, a little tiny Tina. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I didn't realize that we got around the uh, rotation again and that it was already coming back to me. Uh, you guys, really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. There could be horrible transitions there that might take this far beyond explicit. Don't don't drag us into this, you know, this we were we had nothing to do with it. This is all Yangus. <laughs> it was all Yangus. Uh Platty set me up for it with some of his comments before. You know how many jokes I thought of when he was talking about, <laughs> when he was talking about this damn Listen, game, man? I was gonna say a pinball RPG, the jokes write themselves. Yep, you're right. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Have a ball. <laughs> okay, so on March twenty-fifth. Uh, 2K is releasing a new game called Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That's plural, Wonderlands. And oh. this game is interesting because it's actually a spinoff of a DLC adventure for Borderlands 2. Um, and that that DLC adventure was called Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. And it's honestly the best DLC adventure in any game ever. So essentially, characters in... Like notable NPCs in the game are playing a game called Bunkers and Badasses, which is basically D and D. It's 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 a knockoff of D and D. So Tiny Tina, who is the world's most dangerous thirteen year old, that's that's her whole character. She's the DM, <laughs> and you're actually playing as characters in her world, while other other NPCs are making ability checks and they're arguing with Tina that you know, like a level fifty dragon is not a good first encounter to throw at new players. <laughs> 
So it's really fun because it adds in some fantasy elements to the mostly sci-fi RPG. So you can get special grenade mods that let you cast spells like fireball or chain lightning and other cool things like that. So this is essentially a seven years or something crazy in the making expansion of just that whole concept. Um, so it adds more character creation. It has a lot more melee uh combat than most Borderlands games do because, you know, Borderlands is first and foremost a shooter, so most of your melee attack is like, punch! Punch! And I guess the pauses in there are going to be filtered out, but uh, th- th- there there's <laughs> definitely a delay between the times that you can punch. <laughs> um, so an, a lot of your weapons are crossbows rather than actual, like, pistols or anything like that. Lots of spells. I've seen things with wands. And there's actually some really funny classes, and they're they're still, even to this day, adding more in. So some of the ones that they've released already is the Berserker, so that's B-R-R-Zerker. So it's like some ice power barbarian type thing. There's a Stabamancer, a Clawbringer, and a Spellshot. Those are, those are the ones that they've released information about so far. Um, so I'm really excited to see where it goes. Borderlands is always an intriguing series for me because, you know, being sort of a, you know, if Dragon Quest is the old school RPG, this is definitely a more modern one. And it does have local co-op. Um, so it's it's definitely one that, you know, has been around my family. Usually it's my brother and my dad playing it. Um, but I've been getting into it a little bit more. I actually just started playing the first Borderlands with my boyfriend just this past weekend, actually. Um, so, uh, which, which is good because I'm usually so incredibly bad at shooters that it usually (laughs) doesn't go well, but it's going pretty okay this time. Um, and the humor in the games is always fantastic. It's, you know, it, it's a little raunchy, but you know, they, they do it in a good way and there's Easter eggs. Yeah, there's Easter eggs everywhere. So there's gotta be a reference to just about anything and everything in these games. So it's. It's just a ton of fun, and I'm really excited to see what they do with this. I totally forgot that this game was coming out this year. Uh, I never played Borderlands 2. I only played through the first one, but this was shown at E3, wasn't it? Maybe. I'm not going to lie. I don't know anything about what was shown at E3. It was shown at at one of those game shows that was not the Game Awards, because I remember it happening earlier last year than later. But I remember seeing it and go, wow, that actually looks like a lot of fun. And then I promptly forgot about it. So here's your reminder, Burian. Pick this game up because it's every D&D nerd's dream. When's it come out? March 20? I already have three games that I'm buying in March. <laughs> March, March, March. I told you it's either March or unknown. I'll send it- you money for Tiny Tina's Wonderland. <laughs> I'll do it. No, you won't. How do you know? Uh because I'll just send it back. <laughs> She's just going to buy you the code and it'll appear. Oh, boy. How do so you send this, back that code? Is this the first time that a uh, they've made a game from uh, spun off from a DLC? No, because they did um, Far Cry Blood Dragon off of, I think, uh, uh, Far Cry. Oh, okay. And... Uh, ODST is basically, or, you know, Halo ODST was basically a game that started out as kind of an expansion for Halo 2. Okay. Yeah, I was, so, I just, I was yeah, thinking about a, that, and I couldn't think of any other examples where that's happened before, but that's cool. It, it's yeah, there's a few other ones out often. there. 
Yeah, there's that's it's not something that's super commonplace, but there are a few other uh, series that have actually spun off from something else. Like I don't know if this counts as an example of it, but I know with Dota, you know, that was originally just a custom map for uh, Warcraft Three. Well, that became its own franchise. Then it became Dota Two. You know, I, I would count. That. I would count that it, it was okay. it was community content that became a an actual supported game. So mm-hmm. I would count that. Oh, that's cool too. Oh, yeah, yeah I it. just yeah, talking about that, something like that. Um, there was a game last year or the year before. I just I, I keep hearing about it on RPG fans podcast, the Forgotten City that um, started as a fan mod of Skyrim and became its own game. Nice. Yeah, it's just a fun concept that like a an expansion or like a DLC. It's just supposed to be a nice little side thing. And then it becomes so popular that, that it, they spin it off into its, its own game. That's cool. Mm hmm. Speaking of yep. uh, little spinoffs, huh? Right. <laughs> yep. What about, uh, I was going to say, you know, talk about something like that. You know, you've got the monster collecting in Dragon Quest V that turned into its own spinoff series, Dragon Quest Monsters, which was well on the way until something fucked up big time. And now, Penny, <laughs> what are we getting instead of Dragon Quest Monsters, Eric and Mia? Yeah, it was like, uh, let's do a Dragon Quest uh, Eleven spinoff. And let's make it into a monsters game. Uh, wait a minute, no, I don't like this. Just kidding. Let's make it into an, an entirely new spinoff series of a spinoff of Dragon Quest Eleven. So <laughs> we get we're going to get Dragon Quest Treasures, and this was originally announced. At least the current incarnation of it was announced <laughs> during the. Uh, the Dragon Quest 35th anniversary presentation, like some other Dragon Quest games recently have been announced there. And more than the two other games that I talked about, I'm not sure if this will have a 2022 release or not. I mean, maybe, who knows? But, uh, and they don't, of course, like some of the others, we don't know which gaming platforms it's going to be on yet either. Uh, Basically, we've just seen a trailer, and that's about it. Uh, But they did say during the presentation that they are aiming for a worldwide simultaneous, simultaneous release, which I'm really excited about that. That's, you know... Not a first for Dragon Quest because they did a simultaneous release with uh, 11S, but it's, you know, for a new game, I think that's a first for Dragon Quest. That's really cool. Uh, It's some sort of action RPG that involves Eric and Mia as children uh, with a focus on, a heavy focus on treasure hunting, or Maya. I think it's Maya. Uh, You can tell from the trailer uh, that they showed. Oh, it's Mia. You you were right with Mia. Damn it. Yeah, it's Mia. It's Eric and Mia. Because I was just watching the trailer and I thought he said it the other way, but. Yeah, I'm probably wrong. I get, I get, I get names messed up sometimes. But you can tell from the trailer um, that uh, you can see them with the various monster companions that will help you along the way. Like in this one scene, you can see Eric bounce high off the air, uh, high into the air off a slime, and then he floats down with the help and the assistance of a drachy. And they each seem to have a little animal fairy that accompanies them. Like one of them has like this little cat and little pig fairy which both have wings and then there's also this pirate themed jail cat that uh seems to tag along with them that has this pretty fun design uh that looks pretty cool uh i'm guessing that the antagonists of the story are these group of pirates that they show led by this uh, skeleton pirate and two human characters it's uh very interesting how this whole game came about we kind of hinted about it in the beginning uh, at first it was supposed to be a dragon quest monsters game that's how they announced it i don't know how long ago like a couple years ago or something like it that it was november of 2019 oh yeah well, actually actually i want to say it was november of 2018 oh geez yeah, yeah it, was 20, it was 2018 
It was 2018 because right at the beginning of 2020, they're like, hey, I know we talked about this a year ago, but things aren't going well. And that was, <laughs> <You're> not... <laughs> that was hilarious. And it was before, yeah, it was even before COVID was a thing. Yeah, it was it right was... at the beginning of 2020. They're like, listen, I know it's been a year. Things haven't been going well. You will not hear about this game in 2020. Yeah, it was shocking. Then... It was shockingly truthful. It was like, yep. yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're, it's just, it's not, it's not uh, going as planned. Uh, we're sorry. <laughs> and yet we found out in what, March, April of 2021, it didn't go as planned because it took a hard left turn. Yeah, they did that. Yep. Com- they decided to go in a completely different direction. They did that complete redesign to what it is now into this uh, unique type of action RPG. And uh, though Dragon Quest monster fans don't lose faith yet. If you saw the 35th anniversary presentation, Yuji Horii specifically said that they do plan to still do a traditional Dragon Quest Monsters game sometime in the future. He couldn't give any details about it, but they are still planning to do a Monsters game. They just decided that, hey, you know what? Eric and Mia, we're not gonna, we don't want to use them for this kind of format of a game. We're going to do something different, and we'll do this Treasures uh, format instead. And I, you know, see, seeing the trailer... I think it was. I think it will be a good decision. I mean, I won't. We won't know until we play the game. But the way that they're going with it, I think it's a better fit than if they had just kind of slapped them into a monsters game. So I'm interested. In, I'm interested to see also like where they they go with the monsters game and who they decide instead to have as the protagonist. Davy Silvanda. There you go. That it's going to be a, the next monsters game is going to be a remake of everyone's favorite Caravan Heart. Oh my God! Woohoo! Give me uh, Kiefer. System included. Give me Kiefer. Oh no! The just if you want even more fun. If you want to make like the the worst nightmare of a Dragon Quest game for me, just like make a Dragon Quest Caravan sequel and then like have Maribel be the star. <laughs> oh, that would just. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think monsters would follow her. Seem <laughs> no, like monsters would probably be like, yeah, no. <laughs> they would that, just that, like sneak out the back of the wagon when she's not looking. That, that'd be more like a, a Maribel uh, mystery dungeon. You know, they just want to have a whole world dedicated to like attacking her. Just yeah. let her get lost in the dungeon and be done with it. That too. Yep. But they would yeah. keep throwing her out. <laughs> like they would have turned go. Yeah. Not here. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this game looks fun. I know at one point I was kind of thinking that it looked like, uh, what is it, the Yokai Watch Blasters game? Kind of maybe some randomly generated stuff, or you know, maybe some levels that are not randomly generated, but you're running around with monster companions, beating people up. But really, who the heck knows? That there's there's very little out there. Yeah, about the one, it. So just the one trailer so far. Yep. But I mean, I I've I played every Dragon Quest side game beat almost all of them and i i i'd be hard picked to uh hard pressed to uh pick my least favorite because yeah they've all been good in their own way i i i enjoy caravan hearts so i can't even say that would be a piece of junk but yeah i'm looking forward to it give me you know what it feels like this is what we're getting and i, I feel like with this you kind of close the book on builders and on heroes. I, I don't think we're getting another one of those. I don't think so either. Yep, you know, definitely not every, builders. Yeah, every few years, this is what Dragon Quest does. They do one, two, three of a side entry, and then boom, they're on to another type of game. Yeah, they go which, to a different genre, and yeah, they love going with two. They're kind of yep. like Valve; they can't count past the number two for games. And, <laughs> And then to follow Except that for Joker three and Sly Mori Mori three, that's like a rare and Sly Mori Mori three. <laughs> <laughs> that's because they're on. But Yankus, you're right. Other than those like eighteen other examples, good job. It's because they're on the 3DS, you smartass. 
true. All, well, all guys, threes on the 3DS was screw you guys. Don't mess. forget they 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 end that cycle by remaking Dragon Quest three. <laughs> yeah, but no, they'd have to end that cycle by remaking Dragon Quest four. Unless you're going with the Angus two thing, but you're right. <laughs> well, th- I mean that's been their tradition. That's what they've been doing. <laughs> they well, always at least go in, in the twenties. <laughs> yeah, they go in twos with their spinoffs, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, we're going on to something else." You get that rare occasional three one, but <laughs> all right. Well, speaking about that rare occasional three one and that's ending uh, actually not stuff. <laughs> yeah, actually not rare. Um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go with Yangus's okay. third game. He's looking forward to. Yeah, I really don't have a whole lot to say about this one, just because um, I just don't have a lot to it. Um, Elden Ring is gonna be my third one to talk about. It's the newest game uh, that's coming from uh, from from software. Uh, the game is a joint project between Hidetaka Miyazaki and George R.R. R. Martin, who is the author of Game of Thrones. Uh, the game is going for an open-world medieval fantasy-style type of um, experience. Uh, no doubt it will have some gameplay inspiration uh, from other FromSoft titles, such as Dark Souls and a Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Uh, I purposely haven't been paying too much attention to the game on the de- and the details of it, so I can go in fully surprised. Um, that's pretty much all I got for it, other than just saying that I'm excited and looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. And I do hope that just they'll continue the tradition going with uh, a Hidetaka Miyazaki game, having a character named Patches somewhere in there just to be a trickster. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that uh, R.R. Martin was involved in this. So, and this actually has a release date? <laughs> and it, and well, it has this an is ending? the reason why we're never getting another book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, I think it's supposed to be coming out sometime this year. I don't know. Again, I haven't been paying attention to it on purpose because I know it's not one I'm going to pick up at launch. Nice. But it's no. It's one that I know I'm going to pick up down the road eventually. So you're you're going to have a main character, and he's going to die, and then you're going to get another main character, and they're going to die. It's just going to be a, <laughs> a cycle of death. Yeah, I'm be, definitely be... curious what the combination of because um, really when they even announced that too, it was like, well, that's you know, kind of a. You know, crazy combination that they're bringing George R. R. Martin into this, and they're yeah. going to be working with uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki. Which um, Miyazaki is definitely, I mean, just like the Chibli director of the same name, like Miyazaki from From Software. I mean, he's a very good director at what he does because, I mean, even if you're not really big on like the Souls games or Bloodborne or uh, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, like he definitely has, you know, made a name for himself and for uh, and for uh, From Software too because of the quality of the games that he leads so you know hopefully the combined effort of him and george rr R. martin you know will continue that trend and that this will be uh, another great game under uh from soft belt miyazaki has such a such a distinct vibe to his games that you just know it when you play them mm-hmm. that's what that's what i like about it like you go into dark souls and you're just like and I, uh, dark souls one and three not two and you're just like Oh yeah, this has got the the atmosphere that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, yeah, you, you didn't have much to say about that, but we got another dark game coming up, don't we, your brewery? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess you could say that. Um, my third game is Stranger of Paradise: Final Fantasy Origin, and it is coming out on March 18th. So, whoa, have, March! Whoa. I, I have Triangle Strategy on the fourth, Chocobo GP on the tenth, and Stranger of Paradise on the 18th, so that's <laughs> three Jesus weeks in a Christ, row. Why, are, why is Square Enix releasing so many games in such a short time frame? I hope you can beat them all in a week. Good <laughs> fucking God. What the hell are they doing? Marine's taking the month of March off. <laughs> I think he's probably going to need to take a few months off that after that, too. 
I pre I pre-ordered uh, my my copy of Stranger of Paradise with Best Buy last night. They've already charged me for it, so I've I've already bought it. But uh, basically, yeah, this is I guess to kind of piggyback again off of Yangus. My back's getting sore after all this. I, you know. I know. I'm I'm sorry. I'll I'll, I'll get you um I'll get you one of those strength belts later. I know I'm kind of a heavy dude. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but um, people are, based off of what they've shown of this so far, people are kind of comparing it to Dark Souls-esque play. But it, the game is being made by Ninja Theory, so I'm thinking it's going to be more like uh, those uh, Ninja Gaiden games, the gameplay. It's probably going to be closer to that than a Dark Souls game in particular. Atmospherically, it might be closer to uh, Dark Souls. Uh, it's no Miyazaki, but... Um, I think it's Tetsuya Nomura that's the producer on it. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, Nomura's a producer along with Jun Fujiwara and Fumihiko Yasuda. Uh, I unfortunately don't recognize the other two names. But uh, for me, the two, the two biggest draws to this is this is like an alternate take on Final Fantasy 1, which is one of, it's my favorite Final Fantasy game. Like, I love the first game. So basically, um, the the story of this one is you are the protagonist, Jack Garland, and you are embarking on a dangerous journey to bring the light of the crystals back to Cornelia, a kingdom conquered by the darkness. And along the way, you'll meet other characters uh, that they have shown and named in all of the trailers, which is Sophia. You have um, Astos, one of the characters from the first game. They've even shown off Tiamat, one of the four fiends, the only fiend that we've seen so far. Um, they showed chaos off, or garland off in the very first trailer for it um it's got a lot of the same uh locations as the first game so you'll have stuff like the western keep where you find Aztos, um the flying fortress where you find tiamat uh so on and so forth um gosh what is there to say about this game it's it looks it just it looks absolutely bonkers is what it looks like did you play uh, the demo? I didn't because I have a PS4 and they only offered it on the PS5. So I am uh, so glad that it's coming to the PS4 at least. <laughs> but um, it's got a job system in it, which is not what a Dark Souls-like game generally has. But um, it's it's big on encouraging you to experiment with the different options available by changing the jobs. Uh, by, you know, you can switch all of your party members to, to different jobs and stuff like that. Um, and... You play as Jack, so in battle you can apparently seamlessly switch between two options while you're, you know, fighting shit. Um, there's a lot of classes, but the three that they showcased in the demos were um, like the swordsman, the mage, and the pugilist, which is basically like a monk-like character. They use melee ranged weapons like claws and knuckles. Um, you know, as you play through each class, you've got skill trees for, you know, the mage to where you get abilities and you work your way through different forks on the trees to upgrade those abilities and um, spells and, and other stuff like that. Um, I'm excited to see how, like, how they adapt this alternate take to the story of Final Fantasy 1 because, you know, it's not going to be the same game. I'm not going to walk in expecting it to be Final Fantasy 1 just in a Dark Souls-like setting. Um, I'm kind of excited to see the twists and turns it's going to take. Like, does Jack Garland become Chaos? Because he's there to kill Chaos, but he's one of the four warriors of light. Um, 
they've shown off uh, a couple of the other NPCs. One of them I previously mentioned was Astos, who was a dark elf that you had to defeat to get the crystal to wake up the uh, sleeping prince uh, elf who gave you the mystic key that, you know, lets you progress further into the game. They showed off uh, Bic, which is the pirate captain who you beat up to take his ship in the first game. Um, one of the other big draws for me is the composers for the game. They have um, Naoshi Mitsuda, uh, Hidenori Iwakasi, and Ryo, Ryo Yamazaki, who all three of them, well, two of them primarily have worked on the front mission games in the past. So I'm interested to see how they're going to adapt Final Fantasy music into their their style, knowing what they have done in the past. So I'm like all cards in on this on this game like i am i'm absolutely ready to play this yeah this looks interesting um so was so apparently there's going to be some kind of multiplayer for it too i believe so i've i kind of haven't paid attention to the multiplayer portion of it to be honest i'm just so enthralled by the main story of it yeah because Um, if this is like some kind of uh multiplayer version where you can like uh play with you know, online play the main story with somebody or maybe even couch co-op if they have that as well. I mean, that would be, that'd be something I can play with my wife and that'd be very, I'd be really into it if they, they had that option somehow, some way. So I have to look into that. Yeah. Oh, as, as I read here, they use the, 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 basically they're using the original game as an inspiration, focusing on the themes of examining the role and goals of the warrior of light. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's basically just an alternate take of Final Fantasy 1, which is going to be to me cool as fuck. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, oh and, and speaking speaking of that, um I, I figured I, I don't know where Matt Craft's portion is going to be thrown into the mix, but I figured I I I noticed that he was or is going to talk about uh Final Fantasy 6 the pixel remaster that's coming out in February. And I just want to put in a quick word uh, that I'm looking forward to that as well. That looks really cool, so, and that's I can't I can't wait to play the uh, the pixel remaster for this particular game because that game is a trip. So I'm looking forward oh, to. Oh, oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and that's coming out in February, I think. Yeah, February, uh, like early to mid February, I think is what they said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing specific scenes and stuff like that redone yeah. in in this kind of cohesive style between all of the other games because if you've and played we, any of the other ones you know, you know what it's going to look like for the most part and you know what it's going to sound like too Fant- you know the, the fantastic remix of of the soundtrack that they do for each one of these oh ab- so, absolutely and for six yeah that'll be amazing so what's real fun about the uh, pixel remasters is if you buy them on steam they include time-lapse remixes they choose like three songs and they give you a time-lapse remix which is it's like a three minute four minute song or something like that and whatever it is it starts out in its 16-bit you know snes style midi and then it slowly transitions into the new reorchestrated version of the song or do they not give you the full soundtrack when you buy it on there no you only get three you only get three tracks per game so across all six games you get like a full soundtrack of like you know, it's basically a sampler oh, sampling. for six games. Sample you know, class. So yeah, that's not very exciting then, but yeah, yeah. it's still pretty cool at transitions though. All right, well, you know what? Might as well put Matt Craft right here. So here's Matt Craft with his Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. Looking forward to comments. My name is Matt Craft, and I will be speaking to you about Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. 
Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster is a pixel-by-pixel -pixel remake of the original Final Fantasy III and or VI coming out on the Super Nintendo system or Super Famicom. <sighs> Chronicling the adventures of the Resistance group The Returners, Final Fantasy VI stars an amnesiac magic knight named Terra, who, in the course of finding out just who really the hell she really is, goes from airship to sandcastle traveling, going over the an entire sprawling world, fighting the evil empire as tropes go along. Final Fantasy VI features a 14-character roster as you go through the story, as well as one of the best stories, in my opinion, in the Final Fantasy series. Instead of job classes, as in Final Fantasy V, Final Fantasy VI features the Magicite system, which is your learning magic system, as far as basics go. You collect various forms of magicite throughout the game, ranging from Odin to Bahamut to Ifrit and Shiva and Rama, and you learn magic from these little crystals as the series goes, and you also use them for your summoning needs. Even without the slight addition from the Game Boy Advance title, Final Fantasy VI is a long, robust RPG with plenty of side quests and various other things that will definitely make you enjoy it for 20 plus hours. Final Fantasy VI is coming out for Steam and various mobile devices sometime in February and features completely remastered graphics as in the other pixel remaster titles as well as multiple scenes in 2.5D as in Octopath Traveler Triangle Strategy in the upcoming Dragon Quest 3 remake period. You're gonna really enjoy Final Fantasy 6 remake. That sounded great. That was great. That was great. Points, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad to see that you're so excited for it. <laughs> Excellent. And we'll we'll transition right here and wrap this up with a game that actually I was looking forward to and then got a chance to get my hands on already. So um can't quite talk about everything about it, uh, but it, plot wise, but that, that's not the biggest of deals. Um, and everybody's giving me a hard time about this because, you know, I played a Chemco game. My God, sorry, everybody. Um, but as we were learning on Discord today, not all Chemco games are equal. This game is going to be a Chemco published game, but it's not from one of their regular developers. It's from somebody else. They, um, I'm sorry, talking about RP Golf, RP Golf. It's not RPG Golf, it's RP Golf Legends. And they actually, it's a small studio that did the first one a few years back. I want to say it even predates um, Golf Story. This is kind of an older game. And RPG, or RP Golf, the first one, uh, action RPG, you're mainly this girl going around in a world where golf has been... Um, 
people can't play golf anymore because there's too many monsters on the golf fairways and everything. And she takes her club and it was a short, like two to three hour game. There's nine holes. Uh, golf is like 10, 20% of the game. It's mainly walking around slashing monsters. Um, after I played the first game, I was like, Ooh, man, dude, I don't know if I'm that excited anymore for the second one, but I've had the, <laughs> the second one is wow. World's better. Um, there's 54 holes of golf and all of them are covered. E- each golf course, each hole is covered by like an energy barrier and you have to defeat enough monsters to build up your charge to open the thing. Um, but again, golf is like this, that portion of it's like 10, 20% of the game. Again, it's mainly, uh, an action RPG. There are sub quests galore. There are monster classes or not monster classes. There are classes I've unlocked wizard. Um, I think I'm about to unlock the warrior class. Um, the wizard gets to like walk on water. So other than the big sea that surrounds this area, I can walk across stuff. Um, I think I can use an ability now to hit the ball and the ball can stay on the water for a hole um, or at least for one stroke. So I can go back and actually do some of the different holes and take some really good shortcuts at this point. Um, What what kind of club do you use for that when you're the wizard that walks in water to hit the ball off the water? (laughs) Like a sand wedge? Uh, Uh, Yeah, yeah. Three iron? I don't know. (laughs) Three iron, yeah, you know. Whatever, whatever you want to hit with, you could putt right off that water, I guess. <laughs> but there's a, a when I played the first game, I think there was like you could have a potion to heal your health, a potion to heal your magic. I haven't found any magic in this game yet. Um, there's a little bit of spells that you can kind of activate, but it's not like in the first game I was shooting fireballs. Um, this one, it is 99 <laughs> percent swinging my golf club. Just out there taking the golf, trusty golf club to bears and bees and snakes. And I ran into one area that was all red and blue and green slimes. So just big blobby slimes. Uh, it's it's quite fun. I mean, I, I've been getting deep into the side quests. I would like the first town. I was like, man, I'm doing every side quest. I kept finding all the hidden ones and activating every one because there's unlike Bravely Default 2. Still screw you, Square Enix. Um, there's actually lists of what the side quests are. You can see the ones you've done and have a list of the ones that are still going. And there's little icons above them, like in pretty much any other RPG. It's just, you know, it's an unlike golf story, which was mainly a golf game. And you're doing golf stuff the whole time, even like defeating people by hitting the ball or actually there wasn't any combat. It was golf story was just everything golf. Like all the challenges were golf. All the side quests were golf. They'd be like, oh man, like I bet you can't play the first three holes only using your eight iron. And then that would be your sub quest. Um, This one is more like, oh, I need four jars of honey. Like any other RPG, you fetch quests. And there are definitely some golf challenges, but this series definitely is ARPG first, golf second. Um, it, it's interesting. I mean, it, it's got a pretty high price point. It's going to be $30 on Switch, but already it's uh, the pre-orders up. comes out at the end of January, not a March game. Um, and the pre-orders are up, I want to say, for $22. So don't know how it's going to turn out. Like I said, I'm about uh, maybe 40 45% done with it at about the seven-hour mark. But already that's three, four times longer than the original game. If you feel like dropping $2 on the original game, on the uh, on Steam, I, I really don't recommend it. I think my biggest complaint about that was I didn't understand what the hell 
the hit box was on that game, I'd be what I would think two, three steps away and a monster would hit me. I'm like, what the hell? I can't even hit you with my golf club. How did you just damage me? You're that far away. He's got a 10 foot reach. You've only got five foot. Basic D&D um, logic. Yeah, uh, apparently so. Um, but the the new game, the, the RPG Golf Legends is all that kind of stuff is fixed. It, it's uh, pretty good. So that's my last game. I've actually had a chance to get some hands on with it. So it sounds it's, pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, it, it's better than I expected. It uh, yeah, it, it's never going to be like golf story, sports story, but they're not going for that. They, they're their own thing. I've seen people online like uh, I saw some article on like Nintendo World or Nintendo Everything, whatever that website is that uh, and Gosh, there was like 80 comments in the comment section like, oh, they're just playing off the RPG or golf story stuff. And I'm like, well, actually, the first one came out <laughs> a couple of years before golf story and the game's like nothing else alike. It's it is an RPG. It does involve golf, but it is completely different in what it focuses on and doesn't have a lot. of. I mean, it's got some goofy stuff, but I wouldn't like uh, what is it? Sports story. Golf story is like 100 percent writing humor all the time. This one's got like some humorous names for the side quests and whatever, but there's very little dialogue. It's mainly go take your golf club and go hit a bunch of animals that sometimes are attacking you, sometimes not. But by golly, oh, it's got crafting. You know, <laughs> you, you got to get those drops. I needed a bunch of blue slush to complete something. <laughs> How are you going to get blue slush? Kill the green slime. But does it have a survival mode? Let me tell you, I had to battle a boss like 17 times the other day. Uh, I had a hard time surviving that. <laughs> and I realized they taught me something and I hadn't done it yet. So then it was pretty easy. <laughs> I was wow. like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have stopped playing right as they explained something the night before. And then, you know, waited 24 hours to go to the next boss battle. Just needed a, a different club selection. Yep. So far, I bought four clubs. And I think I'm like, oh, Got to buy my gold club next. I think I've saved up enough money. I don't know. I don't know if I want to open another magic slot or another uh, or buy those gold clubs. Gold clubs don't seem to uh, really increase a lot yet. So may just stick with my bronze ones for now. But, you know, you guys were fondling balls after my rollers of the realm. Now I'm just going to take a club and whack the balls. Uh... Uh, and if Blue Star is groaning and I'm whacking balls, I think it's time to wrap up this episode. <laughs> So that's it for the episode. At least wait till the podcast is done before you start whacking your balls. Yeah, wrap those wrap those balls up and let's get out of here. Yep, it's time to wrap it up. Gotta clean them up, man. Yep. That's then with that we can go into our manscape spot. Manscape. <laughs> your balls are The lawnmower 4.0. All right, well. No, we are not sponsored by Manscape. We're not sponsored by anybody. We'll get to that spot in a minute. But this is it for this episode of Slime Time SideQuest. Thank you, Pendy, Blue Star, Brurian, and our somewhere out there, Matt Craft, for joining us to talk about the games that we're all looking forward to in 2022. He's right. No, Matt Craft's right here. Say hi. Oh. <laughs> is that, was that snoring? Was that? Oh. But no, thank you. Yeah, yeah Matt, Matt Craft's out there yelling somewhere. Mrs. Rants on the Den. He hasn't really ranted on a podcast. We need to get him on here and like have a Matt Craft Rants episode. That'll oh, be coming maybe. up and that'll be coming up next month. Don't you worry. Oh yeah. Oh yes, that's right. I guess we might as well say that. 
next month right here on Slime Time SideQuest. Last year, what did we do for Valentine's Day? Something about like games we love. It's indie, it's indie, indie, games. It was indie love. Indie love. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yourself. Love your independent love. Um, but next month it's the games we love to bitch about. Not bad games necessarily, but those games that like we always, always, always just like uh, you know, I beat it, but by golly, I hated this and 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 this. So g- games that we were uh, maybe not angered enough to quit. But years later, we're still angry enough to talk about. But should have so, quit. But, but should have quit. quit. <laughs> and completely disappointed, yeah. Yep, yep. So uh, we'll be back in a month of SideQuest with uh, the opposite of Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> Valentine's Day. Uh, yes, Valentine's Day. But, hey, before we leave, I want to interject one more thing I'm looking forward to in 2022. <laughs> Uh, come on now, haven't you blabbed on enough this episode? Yes, and you know what? We, I blabbed, you blabbed, we all did so, like, royalty-free. Just completely free. Like this podcast. I am looking forward to more free content this year from Slime Time. We never solicit you for any silly Patreon. We never do ads for Manscaped or anything else. Um, gosh, I was listening to a Pokemon podcast today with, like, there must have been, like, three different meal subscription service ads in it i'm like my god which one do you want me to buy you, you've got three ads all in the same kind um we're just here video game fans talking about whatever the hell we want but i know some people in the past have asked and we always co- point our listeners to our parent site the dragon's den and its founder rudis if you've got any money burning a hole in your digital wallet if you'd like to support this podcast um Instead, just support him. Head over to www.wudis.com slash den. You can either send Wudis some money to help keep the den's lights on for another 20 plus years, or just click on his big shiny Amazon affiliate link at the top. Pre-order all the games we've talked about here tonight. And, you know, he'll probably get like 10 cents from that. Uh, if you have any suggestions for a future side quest episode, we'd be happy to hear from you. You can reach out to Platy via his Twitter, PlattyM3, or uh, via Discord of the Dragon's Den via personal messages. Uh, you can also contact me at Yangus the Legendary Bandit on the Dragon's Den or on uh, the Discord uh, via personal messages. Uh, just search for my name or Platy's name if you want to send us something. Uh, we have a list full of ideas. We'd be happy to add some more if you have any or to revisit a topic in the future if we get enough requests. Actually, yeah, we did have a request, and I threw it in the uh, Discord server the other day. So we'll have to, uh, I think we actually have enough interest in that one, too. I've already completely forgotten what it was, but somebody did DM me, and I threw it up, and everybody was like, oh, yeah, 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 we can talk. Oh, I know, Western RPGs. Yeah, because I had to ask what WRPG stood for. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I remember it well. But um, did, you just, did you just fucking call him Titus? <laughs> I, I heard that. <laughs> well, did you hear the ha ha ha? I did. That okay. was a good hearty went, belly laugh. That was that really was... funny, though. You went with that direction, Platy. I didn't expect that from you. <laughs> well, I do enjoy Final Fantasy X. That will not well, be on our next episode. Well, um, see, you are full of surprises. The intro's coming back in full force. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will be bitching about one Final Fantasy game. Tune in yeah. next time to hear as, which. As well. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Bye, everybody. Side quest complete. Mm-hmm.